Hi everybody, it's me, Ryan Moffitt from ROTM Radio. Just wanted to take a moment to let you know that you can download ROTM Radio via the Podbean app, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and many, many more. If you cannot find ROTM Radio via your favorite listening podcast app, just go ahead and pull the RSS feed off of ROTMRadio.com. Here's how it is. The Earth got used up, so we moved out and terraformed a whole new galaxy of Earths. Some rich and flush with new technologies, some not so much. The central planets, thems formed the Alliance, waged war to bring everyone under their rule. A few idiots tried to fight it, among them myself. I'm Malcolm Reynolds, captain of the Serenity. She's a transport ship, Firefly class. Got a good crew, fighters, pilot, mechanic. We even picked up a preacher for some reason, and a bona fide companion. There's a doctor too, took his genius sister from some alliance camp, so they're keeping a low profile. You got a job, we can do it. Don't much care what it is. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the new ROTM Radio, uh, the official podcast of ROTMRadio.com. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Ryan, and with me uh, once again this week is uh, the man of many names, many faces, many, many, um, yeah, if you see him, you're, you're already dead. Shay. Howdy. <laughs> I got lost in my... Uh, in my introducing you there, unfortunately, so it's, I was like, "This is a little, a little too flattering." I'm, I'm really nervous now. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I, was, I, I was really trying to wrap that up, and I was like, "Man, my brain was just like, eh. it's like I saw in DSL or something." All yeah, of a sudden, I was feeling confident, I, and then I appreciate it. It's heartfelt. Yeah, so um, uh, weeping angel—that's what you're like. <laughs> For those uh, Doctor Who fans out there, and also uh, Twitch- with us, uh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say Twitch TV uh, slash Weeping Angel is my Twitch account. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and with us today, uh, once again, is uh, the man who uh, is known by one name, just Zach. Greetings, everyone. Zach, I got to ask you, did you ever figure out your identity crisis? Um, I don't have an identity crisis. All I can tell you is... You know, you know who I am, and you love to say it. <laughs> uh, and once again, this week, not with us is uh, the Barber to the Stars, uh, Dustin. Uh, so, all of you uh, listeners out there, make sure to go hit Dustin up on the uh, interwebs and tell him that uh, he should watch the show and and uh, be on the episodes with us. <laughs> uh, Some hell. Uh, it- is he at 
Mr. Griff on Twitter. Yeah, at Mr. Griff on Twitter. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's got a Facebook page also, Mr. Griff. Uh, yeah, rip him, rip him apart, guys. Yeah, just be like, Dustin, we miss you. And um, <laughs> throw you know, some heart emojis in there. Throw <laughs> some heart emojis and then throw a hammer emoji after the heart emoji. He'll know what it means. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, how was your guys' this week? Um, cool. I'm going to let Shay take this one. Uh, you know, it was actually pretty good. Uh, this is a little little relaxing. Things are kind of falling back into order, uh, given crazy situations. But, yeah, things are good. Little normalcy uh, definitely goes a long yeah, way in life. Know, still, still, obviously, staying safe, uh, being aware of of certain uh, you know pandemics and stuff. You know, but everybody's everybody's behaving. Where I live, and that's good. We're all healthy. Yeah. Waiting for these <laughs> hot spots to cool off a little bit. Sure. <laughs> Throw, <laughs> throwing some ice. Um, uh, Zach, so did you not want to discuss your week? Is that why you threw it at Jay? No, I mean... It's been staying with me all week, so it's pretty much... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that why it's a hot spot? Because he, you know... <laughs> I know he likes to call you daddy. We were kind of <laughs> just hot racking it, you know, so... You know... I get up, he goes to bed, you know, and and, and we just switch. Um, but in all seriousness, that never happened. So, <laughs> week's been good. Um, glad to make it here. Going to have a delicious uh, feast tomorrow. Um, oh, so yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Good deal. Yeah, I had, a, I had an interesting week. I had to go back to work after having two weeks off and... I don't think anybody asked you, Ryan. Oh, <laughs> well, normally, normally so, that's so how. Ryan, the... Anyways, so episode eleven. Try. Yeah, episode eleven. <laughs> how is your How is your week been, Ryan? Uh, like I said, it's been interesting. I, I had taken two weeks off of work, and then I had to go back to work this week. So, the beginning of the week was kind of one of those. Like, I don't know. It's weird because I don't. I I I've like never taken a full two weeks off of work. So. It's usually like a couple days here, a couple days there. And it's kind of weird because I think when you're off work for two whole weeks, you sort of start, you sort of start developing a routine that yes. you're all of a sudden like, oh, I can't do that anymore. And then you have to go back to whatever yeah, like, your routine was. Again. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny because it's one of those you're just like, hmm, you start thinking like, do I really need money? Like, do I... <laughs> I mean, what's the what's more important in life, my sanity or my ability to pay my mortgage? <laughs> you know, just like that kind of thing. So, um, That's a great point. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, I guess. <laughs> so you're having, a, you're having an existential crisis, is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, slightly, I guess. I mean, uh, I haven't been able to answer that actual question, though. You know, what's more important, my sanity or my ability to <laughs> to pay my mortgage? I'm still yeah. paying my mortgage, so I guess right now that's winning. Um, that's important. <laughs> Definitely um, important. <laughs> but uh, although, so uh, some some steps that I've been taking as far as sanity-wise, uh, which... Uh, you know, Zach will know what I'm talking about. Um, I did make uh, large strides towards uh, goals this week, um, which is good. And um, yeah, so yeah. people out there, if you have goals, you know, keep at them. 
um, because uh, one, one one lesson that I've learned over and over in my in my life is it's it's easy it's easy to not do something once you quit doing it you know and uh it's 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 easier to stay in a rhythm just don't stop because once you stop it's way too easy to keep stopping um so yeah so um moral of the story this week is go after stuff don't stop can't stop and, yeah. like and things yeah, yeah. while while you're worrying about whether or not you should do it you should just be doing it <laughs> right right yeah. exactly you and know. then before you know it it's done Unless it's like crime or drugs, maybe don't do those. Well, even if it's crime and drugs, you know, like <laughs> the yeah, if you're gonna do it, do it all the way. <laughs> you know, like be, be a pro. You know what I mean? Uh, Pour your heart into it. <laughs> like whatever you do, do it right. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Um, so, but yeah, no, it's it's been an interesting week. Like I said, you know, uh, not a lot of you know nothing really bad. Um, you know, no, no real peaks or valleys. Everything was kind of a, uh, you know, everything was just kind of a, a straight narrow road this week. So, um, homeostasis, we love to see it. <laughs> um, so we're going to be getting started. Uh, we are in episode nine of our OT- of the new ROTM radio. Um, that means one week away from episode ten, which. We're going to be really excited about it because that's 10 episodes and 10's a significant number. So, yay. Woohoo. And, uh, of course, you, the listeners, are um, privy to this information because you've been listening and uh, we love you for it. Um, but before we get into uh, this week's episode, episode 9, Firefly Part 3, which will be the final installment of Firefly, um, Shay and Zach. Do you guys live busy lives? Not right now. <laughs> uh, I've been pretty busy lately. <laughs> do you? Well, uh, Shay, even though you're not living a busy life right now, do you like convenience? Yeah, you know, I really do like convenience, I'd say. I also like convenience. Zach, do you agree with the convenience of the sta- of statements like you like convenience? I concur. Great. Well, I'm here to tell you about something that is way convenient for any uh, sort of busy lifestyle. If you enjoy books and you wish you could hear more stories, I'm going to tell you about our sponsor, Audible.com. Yeah! Audible.com. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. Every month, members get one credit uh, plus... Sorry, I messed that up. Uh, Each month, members get one credit... Sorry, what was that? I said you're fired. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I gotta edit this now. (laughs) All right, let me start that. Start it from the top. I'm going to start that from the beginning again because I'm I'm just going to mess this up. All right, here we go. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals uh, from a monthly selection, and access to Daily News Digest, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post. 
it's it's a fantastic program. All right, one month or every month with your with your subscription, you get a free book. I use it. Uh, Shay, I know you're a, you're a fan of Audible as well. I've got like 95 books that I own because of Audible, and I've been able to listen to them because I have a busy life and it's convenient. And you know what's also awesome about Audible is you can exchange any book up to 12 months. That's one year after purchase to get your money back if you don't like the book. So you can buy a book. You can buy, yeah, you can buy a book and be like six months later, oh man, I bought this book. I'm going to sit down and listen to it. And then you go, I don't like this book. You can return it whether you paid, you know, paid regular money for it or you paid with your credit, you will get the credit back or the money back for it. 12 months. That's Just a don't deal. do it too much because then they realize you're scamming them for free books and they will deactivate your account. Let me tell you, I've used Audible for over five years. I have over 190 titles. All day, all I do is listen to Audible. It's amazing. I can't recommend it enough. How many badges do you have, though? Use discount code Ryan on the mic. (laughs) That's not it. Oh, they don't have that. Uh. You can get into this exciting program called Audible and get a one-month free trial. If you go to www.audibletrial.com slash ROTM radio. Thank you, Audible. Thank you very much. All right, so let's just keep in mind that they're not customers. They are our listeners. And thank you for your support. Audible's paying us, right? Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting a cut of this. Like, <laughs> that that was that was a long ad. <laughs> uh, yeah, this will turn into one of those that, uh, like, I'll just have something recorded that gets slapped on the front of each episode yeah. or something. And you're gonna you're gonna have to oh, do yeah. a whole lot of editing this episode. I know, right? <laughs> and, like, I'm gonna have to take out the part where uh, it's like, trust me. I've got I've used Audible a lot and I've scammed them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> don't push uh, your don't push your luck, fellas, because they'll bust you. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, I joined a program where now we can call them sponsors, but uh it is it is still like how however many people click on it on yep. our, our link and also uh Sign up for the free trials, so that's how that's how we get paid. Interesting, fabulous. So it's just like the associate program <laughs> with Amazon, except for this one specifically is Audible, and we have our own link and all that kind of stuff. So, which is cool, and I can say our sponsor, which our, our sponsor this week is. All right, oh. let's jump into Firefly. Firefly. All right, and with that being done now, let's get into the episode, gentlemen. Uh, Episode 9, Firefly Part 3. Shay, do you want to lead us out the gate here? Episode 9, we're talking about... uh, Are we on that? Yeah? Ariel? Uh, No, we'd be on 10... No, 11. 
Yeah, I was confused. Yeah, we're on said, trash. Can you cut yes, that out? Trash. Can, we, can we start that over? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I, uh, well, I also want to quickly uh, run. So in this episode, we've got. This is when we meet back up. I might not be the best one to lead this episode off because I'm having a hard time remembering how it starts. Okay, I'll I'll launch it. I'll launch into it if you guys are good with that. Or Zach, do you do you want to take it? You have you have the um uh episode overviews because i have like really detailed notes but it's kind of confusing <laughs> i'm like oh shit it's yeah like too deep. yeah i've got the so it's trash okay so let me write this down 17 I minutes quote, i have a quote that's just you dirty dirty whore <laughs> yeah yeah trash is a uh... trash is that one that starts off yeah. Um, okay. Um, all right. Seven. So minutes. yeah. Okay. So this is the one where, um, um, Yolanda. Like they, they end up going. Yolanda they, like shows back up and yes. offers Mal a deal. Okay. All yeah. Right. All right. So I will start it here. Let me just uh, pause okay. here for a second. Oh yeah, I remember this episode now. This is a good one. All right, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into episode nine, Firefly Part Three. So we are actually starting with episode 11 uh, for this week, which is our season one, the only season, episode 11. Uh, the episode title is Trash. Um, so basically, what happens is we show up on a planet, and um, if I remember correctly, uh, Mal. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody with Mal, but he shows up on a planet and he's meeting with somebody he knows, like an old buddy and um, a character who we've seen before shows up and creates a whole lot of problems. You guys remember Saffron? Oh, Oh, yeah. How could I ever forget? (laughs) Saffron, of course, is the person from the episode... uh, uh, what was it? Wife of the Captain? Or is it... Oh, no. Our Mrs. Reynolds was the name of the episode. Our, our Mrs. Reynolds, yeah. So, as we learned in that episode that Saffron was this uh, basically a giant scam artist who almost got the uh, oh. the crew of Serenity killed uh, in that last episode, <laughs> she is here and she's married to the guy who uh, who Mal is there to meet, and uh, yeah, Mal's contact is like, <laughs> yeah. Continue. <laughs> well, Mal's contact. I mean, they know each other, and they're, it's it's funny because they're kind of there to do like a. It seems like both, like the other guy, also owns a ship and everything, has a crew, and kind of does similar things to uh, Mal. And I I can't remember. Yeah. I think they were there to like Mal was dropping off or they were dropping off like halfway and Mal was going to pick it up yeah. and then yeah, take that like super lucrative deal, like really big money deal. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, although, you know, I had forgotten about this, but this episode actually starts. All we see is Mal sitting in the middle of the desert, completely naked, sitting on a rock 
At, oh yes, yeah, that's important. That's huh? that's how this whole thing opens. What does he um, say right there? Uh, he has like a, a pretty good quote. Uh, um, I guess I don't have it written down, but. It's it's like one of those good bookends where he says it at the beginning of the episode and then at the end of the episode. It's the yeah, same. I know scene. that uh, <laughs> like where we go is seventy two hours earlier. I'm pretty sure to yeah, him being there. out in the desert naked. Uh, with uh, with the quotes that I have pulled up, I don't <laughs> have the quote from uh, um. Yeah, I think I, I, think, I think I think he says, "Well, that didn't go as planned, or something like that." Yeah, it's or definitely like, it's definitely one of those. You're like, "What the hell happened?" Like, it immediately like, makes you think that, or like it went exactly as planned because you have the intervention of Inara. But we'll get to that. <laughs> Which at the time he doesn't know. It's, it's um, all but, <laughs> well, so it's really funny um, because. Uh, like so they show up and they're doing the swap and Mal and this other guy are having uh the other guy's name is Monty and uh Mal and Monty are having this good like you know war story swap you know oh, he's the guy know, that's BSing together right what's that that he's the guy that's calling her Bridget yes he's calling oh, Saffron <laughs> Bridget well that's yeah. like so Mal <laughs> and Monty obviously haven't seen each other in a while and yeah. uh, Mal's just like, how the hell are you? You know, and, and Monty's just like, oh, good. You got married. And, and he's just like, you know, Mal's like, oh, you know, what'd you do? Kidnap her or something like that? Like there was some sort of joke there. And it's, hein- um, it's heinous in that scene. Yeah. Sure. Well, then Monty's like, oh, yeah, meet the missus. She's right here. And then come around the corner. Here's Saffron. Which is funny because Mal and Saffron take one look at each other and immediately and draw guns. Yeah, and, and and I have it written down. He goes, uh, he goes. So you guys have met, and then it cuts to the next. <laughs> yeah, he's like, so you guys have met. <laughs> oh, it's pretty good. Um, don't they just start like wrestling and fighting with each other at that point too? Yeah, like like they just get into like yeah. a brawl, and then, and then uh, he. Uh... Uh, he finally breaks breaks him up. And he's like, "I said enough." Damn you, Bridget! I shaved my beard for you, devil woman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it doesn't seem like Monty takes much uh, convincing at all uh, before you know. His... It would have been cool to have his character fleshed out a little more because he seems like kind of an interesting, hateable, uh, but also lovable scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> uh he seems like an older mal uh older yeah. fatter mal <laughs> yeah. yep like yeah so it's funny because now they're they're sitting there and uh, monty so the way they were doing it is monty ship shows up to put like the cargo onto the ground mal showed up by himself to like count the cargo and all that kind of stuff and then he was going to wait until serenity showed up after so that way they didn't have both ships there at the same time because it would draw attention uh, from the Alliance, if you had more than one ship there, or, you know, basically their security precaution. Well, now the problem is, so now Mal is sitting on this planet with nobody around but Saffron. Like, <laughs> um, 
And he basically tells Saffron to like start, you know, start walking out into the desert or whatever. And Saffron convinced, you know, it's just like, hey, you're not going to kill me, are you? And uh, so fixing to be a, a, a long episode. Uh, yeah. The, the um, story gets incredibly more complex at this point. Continue. <laughs> yeah. So she basically was just kind of like. Uh, tells him about some caper that uh, they need to do, um, and <laughs> there, there's a lot of there's a lot of mistrust. Let's put it that way. Um, so he ends up radioing up to up to Serenity, and he puts he puts her in a box. First off, <laughs> he puts her in a box and then gets around to Serenity. And Doesn't then, tell we, we don't know yeah. that she's in a box yet. Like, I mean, we we can pretty much infer that that's what happened because they they do like motion to a box right before the scene when they go on the on the ship. So you kind of you can definitely assume that she's in the box, but because well, she's basically that, that convinced because he keeps her in there for so long. <laughs> well, he, he I mean, he's pretty much convinced at this point. Like he's she has convinced him, but I think she said something about like you know. Like, how are you going to get me on the ship? Like, nobody else is going to want me on there. And then I think that's why they, he's like, he points to the box. Mal's, Mal's counting coins in his head. He's like, he doesn't give a, a damn. You know, he's, uh, he, he might not trust her, but he's quicker with a gun. So he's going to take that risk for a big payoff. For sure. So what did you guys think about the actual, what they are stealing? Uh, it, it's bobbleheads, right? Am I wrong about that? I feel I have it written Dead down. That wrong. No, no, no. Uh, they had they had bobbleheads. There was something. There was something about because uh, <laughs> Mal says at one point, like, point is this ain't no wobblyhead doll caper. This here's history. So I think what uh, it is is they have bobbleheads on the ship now. <laughs> like that's what they were picking up from Monty, and I don't well, know well, what the importance was the, of the bobbleheads. So this is why um, he this. So we'll just go ahead and jump into this part because this is what happens. And then you guys are then, then I'll meet you where you're at. And that's he went in and had a little scuffle with Inara. Yep. OK. Oh, and yeah. then she's yeah. just she was pretty much like ragging on him because she, she was pretty much she was like, hey, we haven't been to a decent planet where I could get some work and we both could profit. We're like, uh she gets some work from good clients and then he gets a decent job. She and calls she calls him out for like uh as if he was like trying to keep her for himself. Yeah, or like keep her from like getting business or at least good right. business. Right. Um and then she's just like oh yeah, you're just going out here. She's like what was like what would you move last time? She's, he's just like, oh, we, you know, we moved some cargo from this planet. And she's just like, what was the cargo? And it was like wobbly headed dolls or something. And, and, yeah, and now it yeah. goes, hey, people love those. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, what it was. And that's why. So he's saying that to, while he's trying to convince everybody else to do this other caper. That is Saffron's idea. Yeah. Well, and that's and when he said is right after he says that. The next scene is he opens the box and reveals that Saffron's hiding in the box and goes, all right, tell me about this caper. <laughs> and then they start and then they start like talking about uh, 
what the payload is. Well, so I think it's funny that uh, so we cut to the scene where where they're Saffron's sort of describing what they're going to steal, and what they're going to steal apparently is the first laser pistol in human history. Yeah, and they have the whole crew around in this scene. Yes, they have the whole crew around, and Saffron like is talking about. She's like, "Hey, I've got the security codes and all this other stuff," and she even says, "She goes." You're asking yourself, if I've got the security codes, why I don't go and grab it for myself? And Wash says, no, actually, I was wondering what the hell you're doing on my ship or on the yeah. ship. No, and no, then no. he looks at Mal and says, didn't she try to kill us? I yeah. I loved the delivery of it when he was, he's just like, no, actually, I was just wondering, what is she doing on this ship? Yeah, like, like, is anyone not going to bring this up? You know, it, it, tried to kill us all. And so after... They kind of like hash the plan out. Zoe walks around the table and she's like, Yeah, just like one more thing, and just knocks her out cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, because I think Zoe kind of finds out about the whole like her trying yeah. to seduce Wash. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, it was perfect. It was beautiful. It so, was like, well, and what I loved so before that happened is after Wash asked that. It goes to Jane, and Jane goes, yeah, I got a question. If you had the codes, why didn't you go get it yourself? <laughs> and she and goes, then, good question. Sorry. Good point. Yeah, like, <laughs> she just said that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, like, well, Jane, like, took it, like, as a compliment that she was just like, yeah, that's yeah. a great question. And he's just like, yeah, and he's, like, looking around for approval. Feeling oh, really good about himself. <laughs> Speaking of Jane, and this is totally off topic, but uh, uh, now that I've started tracking Adam Baldwin's movements through movies and stuff, I just watched the movie uh, uh, The Patriot last night. And, oh, it's such um, a good movie. He's totally in there. He's like the backstabbing neighbor. Really? Yep. Oh, uh, no. Do you remember Do you remember Colonel Tavern Tavington or whatever his name is? He's the guy that I shoots Mel Gibson's son. Oh, yeah, I haven't yep. seen that movie in like probably ten years, but so Colonel Tavington is the one who he he leads the uh, the Green Dragoons, which is like the cavalry uh, or cavalry, excuse me, not cavalry. Um, he's he leads the cavalry, and and there's a guy named uh, Captain Wilkins who is like he is a colonial, and but he he's yeah, basically the. the um, He's like, yeah, these are all my neighbors, and they deserve to die a traitor's death. And he's the guy who ends up throwing the first torch on the on the church and stuff. But that's Adam Baldwin. And oh, right. Is- okay. Well, he was the guy that like he was like, whoa, this wasn't. There's no honor. This in wasn't this. where and I then, thought. Yeah, this was yeah. going. <laughs> the wind then- starts blowing, and you just hear Jane, the man. <laughs> <laughs> my point is, though, um, it with. War song, anyways. Like, I mean, so I, I, I don't know if we, if we see Jane any earlier than the American Revolution, but I'm, I'm tracking the history of Jane here. You know, so Jane was in the American Revolution, fought for the, the Redcoats, and then he ended up becoming like a colonel in the Air Force during the Independence Day um, incursions, and <laughs> now he serves aboard. Uh, Serenity, the Firefly class um, transport ship. Like, I, w- I bet if we could get a hold of Jane, he could actually tell us how the collapse or that whatever be, that happened. Be the best, that might be the best backstory I've ever heard for that character. 
Now I just want to know what what character in the lore of Destiny Jane is because you know if we're tracking, I'm honestly this... so mad that he's not. <laughs> Where's Adam Baldwin? I don't understand. Like I know we we gotta we we, we have, need to have Malcolm Reynolds. You have these other characters that are like so typecast just to the way that they were in Firefly and like where's that involved? You know Jane would be a uh, he'd be a Titan. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, big <laughs> bumbling buffoon <laughs> that just has a bunch of guns. He'd just be like he'd just be like, that's why I don't kiss him in the mouth and then he punches it. <laughs> he punches Sabathun. He's got uh, that stupid hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he pulls. He pulls out his. Uh, he pulls out his Soros class or not Soros class. Oh my god! I just sound like I just sound like an idiot. Uh, he, he pulls out a. He pulls out a Vex class and he goes, "This here's my very favorite gun. <laughs> I call it Vera." <laughs> oh man! When I when in that episode when he pulls that thing out, I was like, "Oh, I want I want like a 3D printed model of that gun because it's just like." <laughs> It's a smoking hot shotgun that he whips out. Right and you there. want to pay for it and wait like a year before it shows up on your door? I have a 3D yes. printer. <laughs> so maybe I can show find pictures it. when can you when you get it done. Yeah. All right. So you, you've so, heard it here first. Uh, Shay's going to be dancing with Vera on Twitter. Uh, follow him at, at Shay's Lounge. Right. So, so where are we at? We. <laughs> we 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 punched we punched uh, Zoe punched the 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 saffron yeah. out. Yeah, so I was going to talk about the fact that, uh, like I said, so they want to they want to steal like the first working. It's it's the first working laser weapon, right. like that's ever been created. Which, by the way, takes me back to that whole conversation we had on the first episode of this when I talked about all the pews and saying like I'm confused. Are they firing like? Laser sounding weapons, or are they firing regular weapons? Because apparently they have laser weapons. Well, unfortunately, they didn't have enough episodes to flesh it out. <laughs> I know, I know. That's the whole problem with this show. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Rest in um, peace. So it gets a little interesting because uh, you know, basically, I-, I love the plan for this one. By the way, because we talked about last time about the episode Ariel, how there was a lot of planning that went involved into that, that particular, you know, um, job that they were pulling off this one. There was a lot of planning to it, but it was very simple. And it was just like, Hey, this thing has some sort of ID tag on it. So you can't walk it out the front door. Just as we assume immediately from the beginning, it's a long con by Saffron. (laughs) Oh, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's like you, I almost wanted to trust her watching this episode. You know, I'm like, oh, maybe she's just like a swindler, and they're gonna work together. But well, you, I, I was honestly like <laughs> just done from the beginning. I, I was like, I like in the beginning, whenever he was, he's just sitting there like telling her to walk off, like, like yeah, like, and she's trying to sweet talk him, and it's like you kind of already like have shown your true colors. Like you can't just, you go to sweet talk and then he's going to, Oh, now, now you buttered me up after a few sentences. Um, so it kind of surprised me 
Right. I'm like, he actually brought her on board after she literally tried to steal his ship. And you just believe in your ability to restrain her or something, right? Like you don't you don't have her handcuffed or anything. You don't have her and then we meet her husband. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One of the very many one of the many husbands. Yeah. Well the the real husband, I guess. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So so what what is it? They they pretty much they plan to break into this guy's house. So, yeah, so basically what happens is the person that they're stealing this laser pistol from is her is uh Saffron's like actual husband. And he's been searching for her for years. And you know, she's just like a um a, a menace, I guess. I don't know. It it seems weird to think about it like this this like renegade woman. Seems like a weird trope, but uh she is a monster and they get caught by her uh husband and she's and, and the husband's like i haven't seen you yolanda yolanda <laughs> yolanda i haven't seen you in 6 years like i never thought you'd come back to me but he's also super conscious that she's like a scumbag so he has all these like traps set up um yeah and actually so right before this uh, such a good standoff the the point of the episode trash is one of the important aspects to it is um they have trash receptacles attached to these homes yes. and so they have to time it where wait he, time out before you get to that i i do have to say this like with the homes themselves was her last so yolanda we find out is her name was her last name jetson uh, you, uh, no, no. I, I'm just, yeah, because I mean they're just like houses in the sky. <laughs> oh Meet right. Yolanda Jetson. That's one of the most dad jokes I've heard in a while. <gasps> Did it? I loved it. Uh, What's her last name? Jetson. Sounds <laughs> roll too. Uh, <laughs> So uh, for the first time ever, Zach actually talks in a Firefly episode, and I'm just like, I got to put a joke in here. (laughs) Anyways. Continue. Stay in your corner, Ryan. (laughs) Yeah, stay over there (laughs) until I'm done. Um, (laughs) So they were just explaining how after they call, like the idea is he's going to place the weapon in the trash receptacle then they're going to call it off which is going to call a ship that removes it and then they're going to um, essentially hack the modules on it do whatever to make it uh, fly to an area that it wasn't programmed to fly to. Rondus Vus with the uh... Yes. (laughs) yes yeah all right, so now we're back into now they're finally in there. The husband walks in and scene, Shay. Uh, it's a showdown. It turns into the husband being like, I knew you would betray me because I guess that's what happened before. Uh, yeah, and there's like this whole crazy fight scene where, um, how does. They uh, somebody sneaks around and grabs the laser cannon, 
and then like sneaks over to the trash chute and throws it in the trash chute. Oh, that was Mal. So it was Mal. Uh, okay. She Yolanda just point yeah. is just like pointing her. She had a weapon and she just pulled it out on him like the second time he came she in. Her, her husband crazy, but she pulls it off perfectly, and it's like a perfect heist. Yeah. It, well, it's hilarious because Mal's just. He like he looks like he's he's like this is a really awkward situation. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm gonna go grab this. And put it yeah, in. just hey! casually like, all right, I'm just gonna oh. deactivate the security systems around this thing and go place it in the trash receptacle real quick while you're hashing it out. Well, also at this point, we've got like uh, Kaylee and Jane back uh, on the ship where Wash is trying to like bring the ship up so they can hack the uh, terminal. And there's like Jane gets electrocuted and flies back on the ship and like almost falls to his death. And then I think Zoe comes out and there's like this last second moment where Kaylee puts the puts the tracking thing or or the uh, security override into the the mainframe and then just like drops out and the trash chute like slams into the the thing that she was just working on. Yeah, almost yeah, she was almost her. squished. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was like a millisecond from her being turned into chicken. Well, pie. I I think it's funny because uh, when so while Saffron's telling them all about the heist, obviously she leaves out the detail of we're robbing my former hu- or one of my former husbands. Yeah, and so Mal's been married to her, and now this Monty guy's been married to her, and then it's funny because when. He, when he it's when the, this character. other guy it's shows up, character. Mal actually or Saffron or Mal says like, well, "Who is he?" And Saffron goes, "He's my husband." And Mal goes, "Well, who in the damn galaxy ain't?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really love her character, man. It's like she's such a scoundrel, you know. Like maybe maybe a little bit more of a scoundrel than Mal. Um, oh, for sure. Like, I mean, but I, like, I like I no I re- heart. Yeah, I respect them on the same level because she's just like a mastermind. She just ends up in the craziest situations. Yeah, and, and here's the deal with that thing is like, so the husband kind of knew that something was up because he's like, you haven't returned to me for six years. I don't think that you would have returned to me unless you wanted <laughs> yeah. something. So yeah. I actually uh, have it already is- alerted the feds. Absolutely. And okay. and I'll, I'll just say my take on her in that moment is like, I... I don't know. I don't know what to believe with that character. So I don't know. Like, is she actually upset? Is it just that's the thing? I don't think you can believe anything. And is her actual name Yolanda? Like, was this the first husband? Like, that's what they make it seem like. But yeah. Oh, I actually actually have to interject real quick. At the beginning beginning of the episode, uh, Ilana uh, talks to Mal and says, I need to depart the ship and go deal with some clients, which is a straight-up setup for the end of the episode, where you get... Um, did you have anything You more? said... Okay, I'm sorry. You said Alana, and I've been sitting here trying to figure out who Alana is, and I realized you <laughs> meant Inara. Oh! Who is oh, Alana? Yeah, I'm like, Alana? What? <laughs> What was I thinking? Yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty name. That's <laughs> yeah, creepy. that is anyways, a good name. Anyways, Inara, um, it takes off in the beginning of the episode and has like this conversation with Mal about like, oh, I need to go deal with some clients. 
But uh, do you have anything more to say about what you guys are just talking about? Because I think this is the conclusion. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I think that this is a very important thing that we need to talk about real quick. And mm-hmm. that is the scene where Jane is taken down to the infirmary. And uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> because he got electrocuted and then he he like wakes up on the uh, on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you go, Zach. You brought it up. So you go with it. It's, so, good. it's so good. I I really enjoyed this part. Um, he, he had been sedated to keep him from entering his spine when he woke up. Um, that, that's what he so Jane comes up. Jane wakes up and then uh, Simon's there. And uh, before this, um, River had mumbled something that that um, that implied that uh, Jane didn't in in the in the episode Alaron Ariel 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 selling so, <laughs> you're talking about <laughs> uh, <clears throat> he the, he impl- they implied that um, he didn't actually try to save him but he tried to sell him out or whatever <laughs> well, like also- they totally know. Also, I think in this episode, when you see River, she looks at Simon, and the way that I perceived that was that they both have complete understanding that Jane tried to sell them out, and they just don't really care. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's what I was referring to. Yeah, yeah, that part. yeah, 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 it, exactly. Like it, it, right. it, it seemed implied, but I wasn't sure because it, it was kind of brief. Like she just said something, and then he, and then right. kind of like panned to him, <laughs> like he just came to a realization, and I was like. I love that they. I love that they took that angle with them, though, because it's like. I, I think she said, "I hope they don't find out." Like repeating what may have been going on, yeah, yeah. in his head, or that he was scared. Um, well, and then well, I, as this is all going on, because like you said, they had they had him sedated, but they had him sedated to where not that he would be asleep, to, but to where he couldn't move at all. And so basically almost like they had some sort of like paralytic drug in him uh, yeah, for the, for the spine injury through. thing. So he couldn't move. And uh, I don't remember what Simon actually says to him, but something about like, you know, like, no harm is no, no harm's ever going to come to you when you're under my care, you know, no, no, like, yeah. just so you're, you know. you're underplaying this. All right. This is, this is how it went folks. Okay. He's, Jane wakes up and he's like, you know, where am I? You know, and Simon's like, uh, can you move your arms or legs? And Jane's just, he like tries and he's just like, I, I can't. And he goes, that's because you're, uh, you're sedated right now. Oh, um, so you don't. Oh, yeah. Cause they totally played it up. Like Jane was in fear that like he was about to get killed by Simon. Yeah. So Simon's like has this whole monologue and he's just like, and he pretty much is just like, so, so how much, you know? And James just like, I, yeah. I wasn't going to do that. And then pretty much he come up. He's like, you know, I, I, I know you did. And then he's like, I just want you to know that, you know, no matter, or I'm your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's pretty much just saying like, you know, if, if you ever do this I'll, yeah, I'll or if life. you ever do this and he goes, I will never harm you. And it like, which was like the most beating around the bush way to say, I forgive you. But like, you have to admit like Jane's relationship with river and Simon is 
maybe the most complicated relationship in the show, but it's also the most like wholesome and like there's huge camaraderie there. And I think that scene that you're talking about really solidifies that where he's like, Hey, I could let you die, but I like you. (laughs) But it's, well, and it's also great too, because like, uh, he gives that whole, like he gives that whole spiel. Like Simon's basically like, Hey, I, Hey, we forgive you, but you know, like I'm letting you know, I'm better than you also. He's he's, saying like, I'm better than you, Jane, because I'm never going to hurt you while you're under my care. And then like, like, but at the same time, River also (laughs) says to him, like, (laughs) don't forget, I can kill you with my brain. (laughs) (laughs) And and I love, I love the, while he's on the table and he's just like, he's like, anyone there? And then Simon was like, yeah, I am. And he's just, and and he, and he's, he's, and he just goes, anyone else? And then like Summer (laughs) peeks her head in and he's just like, anyone else? (laughs) It's literally the two people he does not want to see while he can't move. Oh, Um, that was, I, I really enjoyed that scene. That was, it was perfect. Like they do that really well a lot where they kind of bring you to where you just have no idea what the what's about to happen yeah oh yeah, yeah. Like, it's great like that. what are you about to see like is it gonna be good or bad like i'm not really sure here i you know like the it's not they don't have to spell they don't spell things out for you so you kind of are taking it however your mind is wherever your mind's going with it I, I, and then yeah. sometimes yeah. you're surprised i always think about the episode when the uh the guy that had been like brainwashed by the reavers uh is on the ship like when they're infiltrating the ship, when Mal comes in with the uh, Alliance guys, like that scene is so unpredictable. And then you realize that like River and Simon are on the on the ship as well, and this crazy guys out here. Like, oh, it's just like really good, uh, really good. Um, I loved it. Yeah, open ended. Yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. Well, I mean, that's even just like uh, at the end of Ariel when. I totally thought that Mal was going to kill Jane and oh, he he no. leaves him alive, you know what I mean? And I'm going, you can't kill Jane, dude. No. I didn't way. see that. You but you know what I mean though? They left they <laughs> left that question in your mind until the very last moment. There's been yeah. a lot of times where I feel like Jane should have been killed, but <laughs> you know and and you know what I was thinking is that Mal only made the decision to save him because when Jane had enough humility to say he said, "Hey, if you kill me, just don't tell him what I did. Absolutely. You know, it, it like just make something up. Don't tell him that I sold him out. Yeah. You know, like that yeah. showed a level of he cared somewhat that he didn't want to be known as like a backstab. And that's the that's the character also that's like Captain Malcolm Reynolds is like, you know, he's a hard ass, but he's also, I mean, one of the most down to earth people." probably that exists in that universe and uh you know loyalty over mistakes i guess yeah it's um exactly yeah so speaking of malcolm uh what what happens here now towards the conclusion it's one of my favorite scenes i i was actually gonna say like speaking of uh him being a hard ass we should explain why his ass is on a rock (laughs) in the desert (laughs) <laughs> that's good <laughs> uh, 
So we've got the caper that's happened. So they've put the laser in the trash. The trash now has been rerouted. So what they were doing when they were when they were hitting the security thing is because that the the robot that shows up to just fly the trash away is supposed to take it to an incinerator. So basically, what they did is they hacked the GPS of it and made it drop it off at a at a coordinates location, right? Before it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's just as simple as hacking somebody's driverless car. It's, it's, you know, super sure. simple, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so they fly it over, they drop it, um, now, and I can't remember where they got the shuttle from, but, uh, they built it, <laughs> uh, right. There's that, that whole cut scene where they're like building the shuttle in the junkyard. Uh, is well, that... that was from Ariel. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. My bad. I can't. Remember. Maybe they took the shuttle. They took the shuttle from the ship. Maybe they took the shuttle from Firefly to the house to originally steal the thing. Uh, oh, and by the way, while this is all going on, like the other guy had called the cops, who show up with in like F eighteen Hornets. Like, did I, I don't know. Like, or <laughs> they look like jet planes. Like they just. That's what the cops drive around in, and I'm like, that's it's funny. Um, but like, they don't look like a normal like. You would think like some sort of hovercraft car or like a speeder from Star Wars. No, it's like a. They need it's a, like a. They need a nine hundred foot runway. Yeah. <laughs> what, like, what, what ship? What ship were they in? Were Malcolm and Saffron in? I, I want to say it was one of the shuttles from, uh, from Serenity, the one because oh, like, okay. they have two of them. But yeah. I don't remember. I'm uh, like for some reason I'm thinking or maybe. Maybe they like jacked a shuttle that was parked at the guy's house already or something. Um, yeah, I can't. Yeah, but they ended up on a shuttle, that. and then we find out, of course, Saffron is double crossing Mal, and she holds him at gunpoint. And you know, right? And, and is this like we said? You didn't. You're like, man, she's totally gonna like go through with the whole uh, caper with them and split the money and stuff. And then <laughs> right at the last <laughs> moment, nope. <laughs> They do try and make a deal, uh, but yeah, it doesn't work out so great. Yeah, what I thought was going to happen, so they're on the ship, and they're having a heart-to-heart, you know, and, you know, you know Oral, I mean, she's just kind of, like, spewing some things that I'm like, yeah, I'm sure, crocodile tears, whatever, like, she's just like, yeah, you know, he was my husband, and... He beat me. And, well, I never, I don't remember her saying that, but... <laughs> she just pretty much like, oh, she she really loved him or something. And then Mal put his gun in the right side, like his holster's on the right side. And then he sits next to her, like his right hip to her yeah. side. She's and I thought to myself, I'm like, I'm like, okay. She could take his gun. And I'm like, what I thought is that like it was going to be unloaded and he was just testing her. And then he was going to have oh, a gun, maybe, and then shoot her like a loaded he's, gun. He's like, he's like, you're as much of a scoundrel as I am, and I trust you in this situation because we're both. Yeah, yeah. It's it was it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, how how could you trust her? Anyways, like I think it was great. I, I, I think just it was perfect. It bugged me, and then because we she got it, and I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, like this is playing out like right into Mal's hands. Like he knows what he's doing. And then he didn't. And then she goes, okay. Uh, you know, you've seen me naked. I fair, I think it's fair, uh, that you return the favor. And he's like, 
what? Oh, come on. And she's like, no, strip. To be strip. fair. <laughs> yeah. To, to be fair, though, for the entire episode, she upholds her like thieves honor where like they work together and. And she just has a laugh at the end. She doesn't do him too dirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was more of like a see you later space cowboy thing. Yeah, yeah. She she did. <laughs> she, she made him get naked. Yeah. And, well, uh, <clears throat> and I love the fact, too, that so she, she makes him get naked, kicks him off the <laughs> shuttle, takes all his stuff, and then goes goes to the trash container She's no, she, no so now she's in the trash container digging through the trash trying to find the laser weapon. Wait, wait, don't you have a quote, Shay, for whenever the ship's leaving and, and and like as he's dropped off and he's like running and yelling something at at the ship? I thought uh he calls her like, "Oh, he, you know, you son of a whore or something like he well, just I, like uh, he screams something at her. I do have a quote written down that says, "You dirty, dirty whore." Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean, he was he was pretty upset. All right, so she's in the dumpster. So she's in the dumpster, and you're like, "Oh, she's totally gonna get away with with the laser weapon." And then all of a sudden, Nara shows up, she's, goes that, looking what, for this. That's what and I was she's, thinking to earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Anara is standing there pointing the laser weapon at her and she's like and she's like, you know, I thought you had a job and she's like, "Yep, this was it." And then Anara's like all proud of herself cuz she's like, "I totally got in on the criminal thing." Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the greatest part. Yeah, I forgot about that because in the beginning of the episode or maybe in the episode before, Mal's talking to her and he's like, "You don't want to be involved in this criminal stuff." And then we see uh her talking to Mal in the beginning of this episode, she's like, Oh, I have to go do this and that and blah, 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 which is just punking us as viewers because they had this whole plan, but it's also punking Saffron. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing because the whole time she was going to be there waiting at the drop point. And then if you go back and watch the scene where Mal's talking to her, it's like, you can totally tell that they're just like goofing. Well, it's it's funny too. Out of the fourth wall in that episode for sure. (laughs) Well, and I just love the fact that like so, Inara like taunts Saffron or Yolanda or whatever her name is at this point, and it's just like you know, like I've got it. And then Inara, (laughs) Inara shuts the like dumpster thing uh, to where she can't get out, and she's gonna just get found by whoever uh, comes to investigate. Also terrifying. Because, like, that she was definitely going to come back in later episodes. <laughs> like, there's no oh, way. Oh, yeah. She yeah. wasn't going to, like, maybe be a super villain, you know? <laughs> but uh, even more embarrassing for Mal, though. <laughs> like, so it's like Mal not only had to strip in front of Saffron and get kicked off the ship, but now Inara is picking him up and he's just he's my fa- down oh, completely naked. My favorite thing is the end of that episode when he, like, walks up the ramp into the ship and he's like got his hands on his hips and he's completely nude and he's like giving orders to everybody on the ship and everyone's like super uncomfortable yeah they're like shading their eyes like you know and he's just like he just doesn't care and then like after he gives orders to every single one of his crew members he just turns around and like looks out the cargo bay puts his hands on his hip and like exhales and goes yeah <laughs> Today was a good day. Today was a good day. Yeah. 
And that, um, like totally ass naked, standing there in the Karkovich <laughs> ship, just like sigh of relief and looking out over the landscape. <laughs> oh, so good! And now Anara and everyone else knows what they're missing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so and uh, so that's that's trash. What an episode. The episode's name is Trash, not what we just did. <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, so, another very, very funny episode. But uh, the next episode, The Message. Man. It it sort of tore me up a little bit. Um, I don't know about you guys. Like, yeah, well, This episode is really tough because we start with another like traumatic Kaylee Simon uh, awkward situation um which you know i i i'm always rooting for that relationship but they really make you work for it <laughs> well uh before that uh you see that you actually see a a flashback to when mal and zoe are actually in the war and you uh you they're with a private named tracy okay, and yeah. um they're kind of they're kind of tracy <laughs> They're like they're like uh, pinned down or whatever, right? And they're firing and stuff. And then uh, Tracy sits down in a corner and starts like opening a can of something like, while he's by, being bastard. shot at. He's such a bastard in that scene. I'm like, <laughs> I don't like this guy at all. <laughs> well, and it was funny because uh, they're kind of they're kind of doing the thing. Like you have the like you have the idea that Tracy really doesn't know what he's doing. Like he's not a good soldier. Like he's, he's also like my head's about to get blown off. I'm gonna eat this can of tuna fish. Yeah, he's just like I'm hungry. I'm getting shot at. I don't give a shit. Like I'm just doing what I'm gonna do. And then Zoe totally saves his life. And then uh, Zoe makes a comment like because uh, they're talking back and forth. And then uh, he, Tracy asks says something about like why are you talking so quiet or something like that. And then Zoe's like. That way they don't know where to shoot at, you know, like, you don't yeah. give away your position. And then literally as she says that, Mal comes running up going like, ah, over right here, right you right motherfuckers. Here. And he's just like, <laughs> like firing, like, da, 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 like, yeah. like a crazy man, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> but there's a line that they talk or that is said uh, not by the characters, but sort of in between scenes. Like you hear the you hear the phrase that says, when you can't run anymore, you crawl. And when you can't do that, then, you find someone, or then Zoe says, you find someone to carry you. Oh, you and should, you should have that's going to, that's going to save that for the end of the episode. Oh, it's going to get, well, it gets said a few times, but, <laughs> well, but man, person, he's like, when you can't crawl, yeah. and then he like dies or something, stops talking. Uh, yeah, so uh, flash forward to the episode, right? Where we've yeah. got where we've got um, Simon the, and Kaylee. <laughs> yeah, the crew of Serenity is on another. Uh, I got a space station. Uh, yeah, planet or something in, in there, like uh, looking for. We can edit this out. Well, they're so they're on this. It's like a space station, and uh, so we see Kaylee and Simon are hanging out. Was it, at, was it a space station? Yeah, it was. Uh, well, it might have been attached. It almost looked like it might have been attached to like a 
big asteroid or something. Like it, it felt space stationy to me the way it was set up. It, it, yeah, it was like they they go in it and there's like tunnels and there's the post office. Yeah, so it might have been it might have been some sort of like either space station or a like an outpost or something. Um, All right, so uh, I don't think it was a planet though, but I mean I could be wrong, and not that it really matters. So I mean, where they really were? Yeah, uh, give me two seconds to cue it back in. Okay. So they end up going to a uh, post office on an asteroid. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but. Um, <laughs> Well, it's not even just a post office because, it, like, you see Simon and Kaylee there at. It's almost like a. I don't want to say a carnival, but, like, there's a guy that's like, step right up. We've got proof that aliens exist, right? You know, yeah, take a peek yeah. behind the curtain, you know. Yeah, like a weird and, public market kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, of course, uh, you see Simon's looking at the. You know, Kaylee's like, oh, let's go see the alien. And it's a. And Simon goes, yep. It's a cow fetus. And Kaylee goes, I guess, uh, he's like, how do you know? And he's like, uh, it's upside down. (laughs) They had it it flipped upside down in a jar. Says something smooth, like, oh, it doesn't look like you. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, what is, what is, I I don't have the quote here. What does he actually say to Kaylee that kind of like pisses her off? So like he was just pretty much yeah. He was, I mean, I mean, it was. I don't think it was anything that bad. I think he Kaylee was just flexing, he was flexing his uh, his knowledge. Yeah, well, and, and he was just talking about how like, um, you know how I I can't remember exactly what it was, but he said something, and she and she took it as like, oh, so it's just this thing like she took what he said to mean something different <laughs> serenity and shit <laughs> yeah he was just like yeah you know serenity's just kind of dirty and she's just like oh so i just live in garbage and then like ran runs out you know? oh, that's like, right yeah like, whoa, whoa, like, like she takes something okay. completely out of context and she's just like he's like calm down yeah, like he wasn't <laughs> saying that i think it was funny because like wash and zoe are also at the uh the carnival thing and uh they come out of the alien tent and wash is just like oh my god it's grotesque oh and there's something in a jar (laughs) (laughs) and then zoe goes scared her away again did you simon said this may come to as a shock but i'm not actually very good at talking to girls you know one thing that i always think about i think it's funny it's like you're not going to have this weird, like, drawn-out high school-style courtship with somebody that you live on a ship with that flies through space. Like, you're probably going to be banging within the first week. I mean, yeah. Kaylee, did you give this much crap to the yeah, surfer dude like, freaking that you were banging on the floor? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah like, Simon, yeah, like, he's, he's... Well, maybe she's yeah. grown since then. Maybe he's, she has grown he's since being then. A, he's being a gentleman on camera. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it's like, come on. I mean, like, he's he's a highly educated individual. He's a doctor. Like, oh, okay, maybe his oh. standards are a little bit higher I mean, in I terms of living and what he... like a 15 out of 10, so, I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just funny, because, like, she was, like, taking offense that he was... He wasn't talking even about her or anything, you know? Like, she... He's, she, she was, like, you know, like, 
I, she was like asking him, she was trying to see like what he did like or something. And then mm-hmm. he was, he said something. And then I, I don't know, like she just, she just didn't like his answer. And it was one of those things that I felt like it's like, you know, I, I feel like I've had similar conversations with my wife where <laughs> she took my answer. Careful. Uh, 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 abort. Abort. I really, I really like you, but your sister's insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it was i was just like uh yeah i mean i'm with so time and i understand so it's funny because as simon's talking to zoe you know he says you know this may come as a shock but i'm not actually very good at talking to girls and zoe says why is there someone you are good talking to <laughs> and then wash because wash is trying to like cut the awkward uh tension he he looks at the jar with the cow fetus and goes do not fear me ours is a peaceful race we must live in harmony <laughs> oh gosh um uh, yeah, and then uh anara shows up later talking to kaylee and she goes so do aliens live among us and kaylee says yep one of them's the doctor <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and then they go to the post office. I guess we should go to that. Yeah, where we find uh, our first dead body of the episode. <laughs> but before that, we got to talk about. Uh, apparently, Jane has a mother, and apparently, Jane's oh, yeah, mother right. <laughs> loves him a lot. Very much. I love you, mommy. Yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah. My mom. Just like Shay, Jane has a mother. <laughs> She sends me hats all the time. Yeah, so he like puts this homemade like knitted hat on his head, and everyone's like, "Whoa, what is that?" And uh, uh, Jane's like, puts it on, says, uh, "It's pretty cunning, don't you think?" And uh, Kaylee goes, "I think it's the sweetest hat ever." Wash says, "A man walks down the street in that hat. People know he's not afraid of anything." And then Jane says, "Damn straight." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like they wheel out this giant box and they're like and he's in the post office guy's like Mal uh, this is for you and he's like whoa what's this for and they open it up dead body <laughs> and then Jane says what'd y'all order a dead guy for <laughs> <laughs> with a stupid uh, hat on <laughs> yeah. oh man uh, so you look at the guy who's in the box and it's the same guy from the flashback at the beginning appears to be very dead. Uh, yes. Uh, appearance Tracy. being the key word there. There's traces of death for Tracy. Yeah. Um, you definitely think that Tracy is, um, is dead. And, uh, of course, the 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 person running the post office is like, "Holy crap! Cover him up right now! I could lose my license. I don't, you know." <laughs> yeah, 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 I gotta I gotta interject real quick. Like he he gets like killed, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, he, no. He was like, what "Did the he fuck? actually get killed?" Uh, sorry. Yeah, sure. Uh, like, uh, no, he, no, he might not get killed, but he definitely gets threatened by the assassin later. He's just like. Like, well, the assassin literally dumps, like, gasoline on him and holds a flame up. I can can only imagine that this postmaster was murdered. Like, why wouldn't they kill him, you know? I can't remember why. Like, I feel like they didn't, but I think it was one of those, like... I don't don't think they did in the show, but, yeah, in in my head... But the guy, like, oh, yeah. In my head canon, that guy is toast. (laughs) 
<laughs> in my head canon. <laughs> I just came up with an image of you having like a six pound cannon <laughs> off the side of your head and it just like That's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh geez. Um but uh yeah, so he starts freaking out. He's just like, You gotta get them out, you gotta get this out of here, I could lose my license. Like he's freaking out, like this is a big deal. You shouldn't put dead bodies in the mail, basically. And um <laughs> so I'm gonna read uh the recorded message because Oh do uh, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to read this part because, so obviously Mal and Zoe, especially because they knew Tracy, they're in shock, and there's a yeah. recording device that's with the body, and this is where stuff started to tear me up, where I'm just like, oh, man. Uh, so, uh, before you read it, though, I have to say I'm a little confused why they, like, revere him so much, because he was, he was kind of a chump. <laughs> in I, I think... I think it's just one of those things that like maybe he did some stuff off screen that was super heroic, but anytime I ever saw him in like a flashback, he's just hiding in the corner. Like, well, it's it's not even that because like you know, I like his attitude. I I, I will say I will say coming from somebody you know I I'm a veteran. Zach is a veteran. Um, There are people that I served in the military with who I hated them while I was in. You know what I mean. And like I've ran into them years later and it's it's weird because you have that you have this moment in time together and I wasn't in any sort of combat situation. So it's Mm -hmm. just a it's a it's a it's hard to describe. It's a a camaraderie thing and college storm thing. You know, you get thrown with a random person. You either love them or (laughs) the alternative. (laughs) Right. And and even though. This guy was a bumbling idiot. I mean, I would even say it would be even more so in combat because if you talk to people, (laughs) if you talk to people who are in the military who are in combat and you ask them like, you know, you know, why are you fighting in this war? You know, blah, blah, blah. You ask them the politics of the situation and they're like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just fighting for the person next to me. I'm not here to, you know, worry about whatever the politics of the situation is, you know, that kind of thing. If you ever want to do a uh, Ryan on the mic episode about that, I bet my brother would love to come on and talk about it. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, he's see that also. Oh yeah, he's a U.S. Marine. Okay, Fucking... yeah. If we ever, uh, if we ever do a situation like that, yeah, Def- definitely, um, definitely. A great... But to answer your question, there, like, I, yeah, I think it's. I guess as a veteran, I understand the mentality of like, yeah, this guy was a shitbag, but he was our shitbag. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, you gotta take care of your own, even if you don't really like them. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, I mean, I was never in combat, and this is a combat situation that they lived through together, so yep. it's even, it strengthens those bonds even more. Um, but this, so, I'm gonna read the recording that uh, yes. was left with Tracy's body. It says... And I'm going to try to read it the way he did it as much as possible. Take as many chances. So, <laughs> so uh, this is my attempt to be the voice of Tracy. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, recording. Hi, I guess. This is a message for Zoe and for Malcolm Reynolds. 
and I really hope you are the ones listening to it. I'll spare you the boring details. I've fallen in with untrustworthy folk, making a bunch of bad calls. All that matters is, is I expect I'll be shuffled off, and you two are the only two people I trust to get me where I'm going, which is home. I'd like my body to be there with my folks on St. Albans. We got a family plot there. And my mom and dad, well, they deserve to know, I, you know, I died. You know, it's funny. We went to war never looking to come back, but it's the real world I couldn't survive. You two carried me through the war. Now I need you to carry me just a little bit further, if you can. Tell my folks I wanted to do right by them and that I'm at peace and all. When you can't run anymore, you crawl. And when you can't do that, well, yeah, you know the rest. Thanks, both of you. Oh, yeah. Make sure my eyes are closed, will you? Psych, I'm not dead. Oh, 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 hey. So talk about, talk about the emotional blow of this guy recording saying, I'm about to get offed. That's beautiful. Can you take my body back to my family? It sounds, honestly, hearing it read to me like that, I'm like, that's so cheesy. This guy's running a scam. Like, I don't know. I, I think the, the way that it's worded is perfectly like, it sounds sappy, but the guy's running a scam, right? But that's why Firefly was a show and not an audio drama. Oh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, in the context, I mean, because uh, I'm, I'm just reading that, and if it's like, you got to go into it with the context of like, this was our war buddy, and now he's laying in a box in front of us. Like, imagine, like, I still feel like it's che- like I still feel like he's. Mm, yeah, I don't know. It's I'm just tough. saying it, it got me, so maybe you just don't understand what jo- Josh Whedon was trying to do there. Damn you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> you're um, me at every turn. <laughs> so it's a little, uh, it's a little interesting because uh, so they put him on Serenity, and they're like, of course, you know. Uh, they even say like. You know, Mal's like even looks at Anara and he's like, ah, we got to go this way or, you know, and she's like, do what you got to do. I'll cancel whatever I got to cancel. Like basically like, you know, your dead buddy comes before my whoring, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, we got back to it. And I don't remember what I don't remember how, but all of a sudden a d- dead guy wakes up like I don't remember the context of what happened. Wakes up. Uh, Did they have the like the coffin thing open on the ship for some reason? He had taken drugs in order to smuggle himself as a corpse, and the drugs wore off, and he woke up. So he was like not supposed to be exposed, and uh, ended up blowing it. And yeah, there and there they are. You've got a guy that was dead and is no longer dead. <laughs> got to figure so, out what the hell is going on here. 
so it gets even more crazy because you're like, okay, why did Tracy like like the whole situation is crazy because it's like a uh, now remind me if I'm wrong here, but wasn't it a thing where he had all of his organs taken out and yes. replaced by organs that were like mechanical organs? Got and that up in the wrong shit man i'll tell you yeah he sold all his organs and then got his other organs replaced with uh I, from what i gleaned from it he was going somewhere where they would harvest the organs from him and like put new ones in to take back or something um and then when he got back he'd have his own organs replaced back into him right but he's being hunted by these guys that don't like the old black market organ trade. And, uh, yeah, causes him quite a, quite a lot of problems. I, I love the quote that Mal has after, you know, like, uh, or <laughs> Jane was like, eh, he's spry for a dead fella, you know? And then Mal says, uh, after, he's like, after everything sort of settled down, he's like, all right, you want to explain to me why you got yourself all corpsified and mailed to me? <laughs> like, <laughs> and then after after uh, Tracy explains all this, uh, Mal says, "So your innards ain't your innards." <laughs> like, is, there, is there a crazy gunfight in the end of this? Uh, yeah, I, there is because I, so there's I, like I, a I an alliance that, guy. What's that? I, I have it written down that like corpse hunters show up and like. Rivers lying down on the coffin. I, I guess that was probably earlier. But uh, yeah, River was lying down on the coffin at some point, being all weird. Like <laughs> I don't know why she was doing that. I don't remember what she said, but the episode when when River like, uh, oh wait, no, never mind. Let's see when she like offs those three dudes with the crazy gun skill. Nope. That would have been Aleron. Yeah. No, different episode. But it, we've already talked about that. <laughs> um but no, so it's it's funny because uh, uh apparently so the guy the guy that was like lit the almost lit the post office guy on fire is tr- has been tracking Tracy and but he was an alliance guy like he's like a cop in the alliance but apparently oh. he was getting paid on the side by the organ like ring people it was so he was a dirty cop it was dobson it was dobson incarnate yes <laughs> um but so it's interesting so there's a lot of filler in this episode as far as because there's like there's like a ship to ship chase and like i said these cops are running like F fourteen Tomcats, like you know, that's they they are literally look like jet planes, and they're firing like air to air missiles also off of them. So I, I'm totally confused in Firefly when it comes to any sort of ordinances, how they are using stuff. I just don't know because I didn't I didn't know you can light a fire on the end of a rocket to propel it forward while in vacuum, but whatever. So, you know, like, I guess I'm not, I got to quit. I got to quit focusing on how guns work in Firefly. Have you ever, have you ever been to space, Ryan? I, I haven't. So I'm guessing <laughs> I, 
I I don't know. I, I guess it's possible somehow. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you out like that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, like, so basically, they end up being like, "Hey, we got to give you up, Tracy," because they get to the point where they're all about to die. Yeah. Uh, because they like hid uh, Serenity in a cave, but the guy starts shooting the cave down on top of them. Um, and I don't remember why, like what had happened, but they're like, so they're going to, they were going to turn him over basically. And they're basically was like, Hey, you made the wrong choices. You gotta, you gotta deal with the consequences of it. And, um, somehow Tracy ends up shot. I do remember that. Yeah. So, um, Tracy took, uh, Zoe hostage, I believe. Like, and he's just like, no, you better not. Or no, he didn't take Zoe hostage. He had he had to have taken. Kaylee. He took Kaylee. It was hostage. Kaylee? Of course, it was yeah, Kaylee. Yeah, because they were kind of together, and I and I remember. So he took that. Took her. Hostage. Oh, that's right. Because there was a there was a whole weird love triangle thing too with this because like, like a very quick introduction. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, Kaylee was, was, was all of a sudden because, infatuated with Tracy. Yeah, and this is where I went. Oh, it isn't Simon. It is Kaylee because oh. she was all down <laughs> with that dude in the engineering room you know that buffoon that's like uh what w- what's a you know what's the transformer on this thing that, there's one of those and she was like totally all over that guy and so she, i think she just likes the bumbling buffoons sure i i think i think she likes anybody with the right genitalia who comes on to uh serenity well i mean she turned on simon though Unless he has that's the wrong I'm, genitalia. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, Simon was the new new piece, you I heard, know, I heard and now Tracy's the new piece, so she's trying to get with Tracy. Yeah, but she wasn't trying to really get with Simon. She, like, turned him down because he said some words. That's what I'm saying. Like, Tracy's like, oh, oh hey, my, my organs aren't mine. And she's just like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Scorpion from World So... so so what happened is, uh, yeah, he takes Kaylee hostage, and then like three times, you know, they're like, you know, Malcolm's like, no, he's like, we're gonna call, or he kept telling Wash, call the ship, tell them that we're gonna give up, and he's just like, no, don't do it, you know, I'll shoot you, and he said it again, and then Wash goes to do it, and then, um, uh, what's his, Tracy releases Kaylee as he as he shoots Wash in the arm, I believe, and as he does that, uh, Zoe pops one in his chest and so that's uh yeah and then he just kind of like falls down and or i think he actually runs out it's kind of sad you know it's kind of sad yeah he runs out and then um he uh oh oh i think he gets he 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 gets uh he like captures inara or something yes right and then it like kind of happens again. Like he's pretty much just like, I'm not going to go anywhere. You know, you're not going to take me. And that's um, it, it, at that point, I think he drank like two or three gallons of bleach, which was interesting to see. Uh, yeah. He didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think he got shot again. He got shot yeah. again there shot by him. Mal, I fight, believe fight. on the fight, catwalk. Fight. Well, and then there's a the whole emotional scene again where Mal's like, I just had to kill this guy who I thought was dead. And there's a lot of emotions involved with that. And then they talk about that line again, that whole, when you can't run anymore, you crawl. Yep. Like he's now literally dying now. And he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, you know the rest. 
but then well, it's it's so interesting what, because what's the what what's the answer to that? Because like at, at, when I first heard that, I was like, <laughs> like when you can't walk, you crawl, and you can't crawl, and I was like, oh, you die. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, it, but it's not that. It's something. It's no, like, it's the uh, you find someone to carry you, and that's yeah, you what find somebody to carry you. Yeah, and like uh, that. Yeah, that that tripped me up. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and I think <laughs> around the same time, uh, the so that they because as he was talking to him, he said he's like, "Hey, Wash already made the call," and this was right before he got shot the second time, right. and then he he sees river or someone and it breaks his concentration. He gets shot again. And then the, those officers board the Alliance. Um, and then shepherd who this mysterious character who he's a shepherd, but everyone that sees him goes, yeah, that's not a shepherd. He's like some Alliance God. Yeah. Like we have no idea. It's just all these, all these like, you know, you know, really bad people are just like, yeah, that ain't no shepherd. And it's like, what, yeah. what did yeah. you see him do that made you say that? Or what? T- tell I'm me. Just, I'm glad just because, like, watching the last episode, yeah, like, that ain't no shepherd. Like, that was the one of the heaviest lines from that last episode. Continue, though. <laughs> uh, so they walk in, and then pretty much this is where it's revealed that they're way out of their area of jurisdiction. Cause Shepard's just like, Hey, I recognize, right. you know, the stripes on your shirt. You're, you're doing this. You're not really doing this as part of the Alliance or whatever. You're out here on your own. And, uh, you know, I, and he's like, and I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have a problem if, uh, you know, you guys ended up uh, at the bottom of a ravine or, or something out there because they're, you know, out there illegally. Right. And there was only three of them and they walk and then when they walk in, they're pretty much surrounded on the catwalk by guns, you know, and they're like, all right, you know, hand them over. And then they also at that time realize he's got two bullet holes in him and they're like, all right, well, he's damaged goods anyway. So they about face. (laughs) What I thought was funny, though, is one of the one of the agents looks at Jane, who's still wearing the hat as mom wore. It was like (laughs) that. That hat makes you look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he stops. Like he looks at him and stops, and like then tells him that. <laughs> oh man, that was good. That's so good. Well, then, so the the interesting thing too was though. So now they're like, oh, he's damaged goods. We can't like they can't do anything about the organs now because now he's been shot. Um, so the end of the episode they end up carrying his body to his family. Which is beautiful. Yeah. So it's like, it all sort of wrapped itself up in a nice bow. <laughs> Even if yeah. he was an aspiring pirate. <laughs> well, and it, yeah, it's, it's, we, it's, it's such a weird, cause there's, there's a lot of emotional loopholes you got to jump through. I mean, uh, I, I say, man, like if, if the opportunity to get on a spaceship and go, travel around and do shit i would take that in a second you know i'd i'd be that same guy i'm good you don't like space ships so <laughs> i would do a spaceship like zero i'll explain that <laughs> i'll explain this here on the last episode okay yeah i'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> i have a i have a funny feeling i know what you're gonna say but I'm gonna, yeah cool I'm gonna give it like 40 more years for technology to advance but yeah I'd like <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I'm just sitting here like I I don't want to do spaceship the way we have to do it now. Like I'm waiting for the time when I'm like, oh, I could just jump on a shuttle and it drives me to the spaceship and I don't have to be super in shape and all that kind of stuff in order to yeah. experience I it. I can just drive my car into space. Your bone density just immediately collapses <laughs> and you turn into a can of sardines. I'm sitting here as a large man thinking to myself, like, take me to one of those planets where I only weigh like four pounds. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could, you could like get a gym membership on uh, Space Planet Moon, you know, where there's like, <laughs> you know, th- th- there's less grav- uh, gravity force. Uh, <laughs> or, or go to one that's got way more gravity and then you just become yeah. like super buff. Or yeah. like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> but so that was the message. And uh, now we're gonna move on. We got two more episodes to get through here. Oh, um, uh, next episode is titled "A Heart of Gold." Um, Zach, do you want to start this one for us? Yeah, I. <laughs> you always sound so enthusiastic. I love it. This I'll, is a strange episode. I'll start the last episode. I'm gonna let one of you guys handle this. Probably one of the best episodes. Probably the best episode in the series. So, um, I, I guess I'll start this off like, you know, I, I love the premise of this episode first off. I, I just got to say, so, um, it's a there, there is a, there is a big house in the middle of the desert, uh, you know, cause we're always on these deserty old Western style, uh, you know, plantations and stuff and, it's like a so there's a big house there it's full of a lot of ladies and one of the ladies is pregnant and this dude in a hovercraft shows up with a giant posse of men with him He's the mayor of like the entire planet right <laughs> yeah he like he's like He's like the big guy on campus. Let's put it that way. Like also, I don't. He's also a douchebag. Yeah, complete horrible, horrible person. And, yeah. Hey, we don't like you. <laughs> so he shows up, and he's like basically um, one of these one of these ladies in this house is pregnant, and he shows up, and he's like, "I want my baby. You know, I want my his son. Child. His child. Yeah, with his child, and." I think, like, I think it's also important to go back and say that, like, this guy does, like, public speeches where he's, like, really um, strict about things. Like, he, like, don't sleep with anybody unless they're your wife and stuff. But he also has this, uh, like, weird god complex where he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, so what we find out about the big house is the big house is a, is a brothel, basically. Yeah. Um and uh, a bunch of ladies who are not companions. So no, just so crazy because they like they're in such a more dangerous position, and they're they have their like their house where they're all protected. I love I love that uh, story trip because it's like it it gives a lot of credibility to to that scene. It's amazing. So like like we've talked before in in firefly it's like the companion thing which is you know companions of prostitutes but they're they're so much more respected and respectable apparently like a union you know like there's like (laughs) you can't yeah so these ladies in this house are like scabs but they don't try to go take the work of anara for example (laughs) 
What is um, a scab? <laughs> did you say what is a scab? Yeah. Oh, like like uh, like if unions go on strike, for example, uh, scab workers will show up, and and like companies will try to hire people who are not. Uh, they're do, like do, they're like mercenary workers. <laughs> yeah. So, but union people would refer to them as scabs. Interesting. Okay. Cool. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so basically, though, it's a brothel, and uh, everyone there is a uh, let's you, let's use the phrase escort, I guess. And uh, so you have you have companions and escorts, and these are escorts in these house. Yeah. So basically, they're like, "Hey, this guy's going to show up and kill everyone because you know of the of the child, and they they want to protect the they want to protect the pregnant lady and the child." So they reach out to. Um, they reach out to Serenity via Inara. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And right. so there is. So the, basically, the job that they have in this episode is they're going to protect the house of uh, the house of pleasures down on it, the moon. It's also interesting in the beginning of the episode uh, when uh, she's pitching the idea to Mal he doesn't even question it. He immediately says, yes, I'll help you. You know, it's just like, just such a testament for his, uh, undying love. You know, it's so sappy. <laughs> well, yeah. And this it's, there's some, there's going to be some interesting, uh, back and forth between, Oh no. Uh, Anara Don't and now. Don't talk about it. <laughs> I hate this episode. So, <laughs> So they get there and they're, they basically, they show up, they're like, Hey, we're going to, you know, we're, they're going to work out, uh, you know, a little bit of payment or whatever. And, um, so Mal, uh, uh, Mal says, you know, any friend of Anara's is strictly business-like, uh, relationship of mine. Uh, when he's talking, so the leader uh, or like the owner of the house used to be a companion, um, and she's actually a friend of Anara's, and Anara apparently is like one of the only companions that will still talk to her and all this other kind of stuff. And uh, Dude, but... I, have, I have to say, I think like the most brutal thing when it comes to the show not having any more episodes is like we're the, the romance between Mal and Anara is like caught up in that episode. And they never. And it ends on such a the uh, relationship ends on such a cliffhanger. Uh, it it sucks. Uh, <laughs> but so my um, heart. <laughs> so the one thing that made me feel kind of gross watching this episode was the fact that uh, so it's a it's a brothel, <laughs> and when they get there, they're paying like they're paying with money, but like. Jane, for one, is taking full advantage of the fact that, like, he's getting his payment or his that payment. He's getting his payment in skin. Like, I mean, literally, as they walk through the yeah, door, like Mal's like Mal's like this person. Like, he starts introducing everybody, and and uh, Jane literally just goes like, ah, "When can I start getting sexed up?" <laughs> like, and I'm like. Bomb. <laughs> Except for he's going to be in somebody else's bunk the entire rest of the episode. Anytime anything risky came up in any other episode, I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> it's like, uh, 
<laughs> Christ, dude. <laughs> so there's a lot of back and forth. You know, there's a lot of setting up, and they're laying some traps for the for the people. Uh, there's some, hey, here's going to be a good vantage point. This is going to be a good vantage point. So then Mal goes into town, I think with Zoe, right? Um, goes into town to like meet the guy. And because he said he's his says something about like he likes to shake the hand of the man or look him in the eye before he kills him or something. I can't remember the line that he had. Um, There's also a really steamy sex scene. Uh, that I have, I have it that written down in my notes. But anyways, <laughs> oh, are you referring? You're referring to, uh, yeah, with Mal and uh, what? What is her name? Um, uh, Nandy. Yes. Yeah. I have it written down as Daddy, <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Nan- so Nandy and Anara are the ones who are friends, and Nandy runs the brothel. Um, so are we at the shootout at this point? Yeah, let's basically go to the shootout. I mean, because there's a, there's oh there was one other interesting thing before the shootout happens, right? So the governor guy uh, who is the problem, he's so one of the one of the escorts actually leaves the house and tells him. Oh hey, they've got you know they got a band of people. There's Here's how many people. There's a rat. Like sure. she's a rat. Well, and then it's also disgusting, you know, because he he's like basically talking to the town folks, and he's like, you know, these horrors have been a stain on our society since they've been here, and we're gonna run them out. Which obviously he's taken advantage of the house. Yeah, there's that, um, that like horrible scene where he's like, get down on your horrible. Also, yeah. Yeah, and then he's like, "I'm. I'll show you what a real man's like, or something like that." And tells he goes, "I'll show you where a whore uh, should be." You know, and he looks at her. And he's like, "Get on your knees," and it's like, "Oh, it's in front of everyone, huh?" Like this guy is a piece of work. Just when you thought Firefly was a lighthearted show, <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh oh, the guy's name is Rance, by the way. Rance. France, yes. France Burgess. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, do you want to talk about the the shootout stuff? Well, actually, before that, so that's when we get a little bit of an emotional thing with with Mal and Nandy, and uh, they end up like, you know, Nandy's like, "Hey, when are you going to get your payment?" You know, and he's like, yeah. he's being a gentleman. He's just like, you know." Helping folks is all I need, or something like that. And I'm still going bang you. But <laughs> she, it's interesting because she can tell that him and Anara have feelings for each other. So she, she even says to him, "Like yeah. I'm not her," you know, like yeah. which is you know, which is yeah, all he wants, you know. So yeah. So then a, it's very awkward because, like, the next morning, Anara totally knows. She's crying, and, she's crying in her room about it. There's yeah, a scene yeah. where she's crying in her room. Oh, it's completely brokenhearted. Like, yeah. Mal, you animal. <laughs> uh, and then so actually, Anara says to Mal because he sees her cry. You know, and she yeah, and, oh, and, uh, and, and Anara. And you look over the edge, and there's like a bunch of like uh, horsemen with guns rolling up. <laughs> 
Well, so Inara, this is the conversation that Inara and Mal actually had after. So she goes, so you took to bed with Nandy. I'm glad. Mal said, glad? And Inara says, yes. She's a dear friend and probably needed some comfort about now. Mal said, so you're okay? Well, yeah, why wouldn't you be? Yeah. Inara goes, I wouldn't say I'm an entirely okay. I'm a little appalled at her taste. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that. Oh, man. Which is not really, it's funny to read that, but it's not, it wasn't funny in the moment because, you know, it's, it's Inara, like, deflecting yep. at that point. Yeah, that's, the, those, those lines hurt. <laughs> so, I love the fact that, like, so, Jane has been up in, like, the tower, or the highest point of the house the whole time with, uh, with his favorite gal, and, uh, I love the fact that he actually kind of uses her um, in a good way because he, he starts going, all right, I'm going to do everything I can to protect you. Now, I'm going to keep shooting. As soon as I'm dry, you just keep handing me guns. And he's got like 50 guns laying out on the bed, and she's just supposed to start handing them over to him um, while they while they, <laughs> while they they play um hide the package i mean that's that's like one of the funniest things is he was so ready to go right off the bat he you know tons of guns up there and he's like well i think i'm gonna hang out with this lady and he's like by the way if i roll over and i need guns give them to me yeah like he he's not he's like a lot you know i think like the the initial reaction to jane is like oh he's goofing off he's not ready to go that's no it's the complete opposite he gets himself completely ready to act and then goofs off (laughs) yeah he is uh he's got the battle rattle going (laughs) yeah there's a reason that he's like hired on to cruise yeah well so then you basically after that we get the fight scene and uh a lot of gunfire i love the fact that so this guy so He's got the hovercraft thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they've mounted like a 50 caliber machine gun on the back of the hovercraft. So it's just like, I don't know. It's just funny to see because I'm like, of course you would. Why not? And it's just like, and of course, he is rocking a laser weapon because that was like a status symbol because everything he did was like, hey, look at the money I have on this poor planet. I can afford these luxuries. Nobody else can. And like you said, he almost had like a God complex thing. Yep. Well, also, so, also one of the, um, uh, one of the workers at the place lets him like sneaks him in the back door. Yeah, that was, that was the, the same rat chick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, kind of sad. Nandy takes a bullet. Uh, or takes the laser rest in uh, peace. yeah rest in peace so she's dead Mal's heartbroken Anara's heartbroken all that stuff um, so so Rance uh, ends up outside and the the lady that he had knocked up who was having the oh and the baby was being delivered while the battle's going on I guess we should say that too of course you know, because why wouldn't the baby yeah. not decide to come then at that moment? So, but I love the fact that, like, at the end of this, the uh, uh, the lady who was having the baby uh, looks at Rance and says, Rance, this is Jonah. Jonah, say hi to your daddy. Then she shoots Rance. 
<laughs> and says, say goodbye to your daddy, Jonah. That was really crazy. <laughs> um, I loved that, though, because that guy needed to die. For sure. Yeah, he, he was a real piece. And, uh, um, oh, that's such, oh, man, that's such a good ending to an episode. <laughs> I mean, and that's that's pretty much it. I I think that's that's a I, episode I, that you just have to watch. I also yeah. felt like she should have said, "Say goodbye to your daddy." You know, like, oh man, it could have been so much more brutal. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just love the fact that like this child who's you know three minutes old is just <laughs> <laughs> like say hi to your daddy. Bang. <laughs> say bye to your daddy. You know, but um, that is that's uh, in a nutshell, that's Heart of Gold. I, like I said, I, I definitely think that's an episode people should go watch because uh, it's, it's it's a lot more fun to watch that episode than really kind of describe it. 13 and 14 are the best two episodes of the show. I think they're all great. No, definitely. So now we get to the last episode of Firefly, which is Objects in Space. And uh, I think Zach said he wanted to take this one, right? Oh my gosh, yes. Thank <laughs> you. I forgot he was here. <laughs> take it. Yeah, I know. So, I know it, I know it. Uh, or the conclusion is coming soon. So, I'm trying to brace myself for it. Um, I, I honestly can't remember how this episode starts. I just keep thinking of a few things right now that I want to get to, but I would like to set the scene. So uh, this starts with uh, River is uh, doing River things, and uh, she's running around the ship, but you think that she is running around in like a, a meadow with trees and stuff, and uh, she right, picks up right. a, so she picks up a stick, uh, or I think it was a stick, and so in her mind she's seeing herself in this outdoor space, and she's holding a stick in her hand, and then all of a sudden reality comes back to life, and she's she's holding a pistol, and she's like pointing it straight at Mal, and everyone's freaking out like. You know, you got to drop the gun. You got to drop the gun. What are you doing? Yeah. And um, it was like you were almost seeing things as she saw it. Right. Um, and she yeah, she, and as she picked up the stick, I remember her just saying, it's just an object. Like she was. Yeah. Just yeah. She it. says just an object. It doesn't mean what you think. And then Mal says fully loaded safety off. This here is a recipe for unpleasantness. Does she understand that? <laughs> and then River says she understands. She doesn't comprehend. Yeah. Like, and Mal says, well, I'm glad we've made that distinction. No touching guns. Mal Mal loves her, though. Like, you know, it seems like he's really on edge about her, but you can tell that it's so genius because you can tell that he's like, yeah, I like having her on the ship, you know? So they have this whole, like, sit-down meeting about it, right? And, like... You know, and they talk about like this. This is the first time she's touched a gun, all this other stuff. And that's when Kaylee comes forward and says that's not true. And then Kaylee tells them about her, you know, no power in the verse will stop me. Plugging three dudes without looking at them, and they're like, oh my god. So then, so then, 
uh, Simon is trying to explain what is going on in her in her mind and how she's sort of telepathic. And uh, Jane says, well, I don't like the idea of someone hearing what I'm thinking. And then Nara says, no one likes the idea of hearing what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This was the episode where Jane was just getting dicked on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, like, like that wasn't the end of it. I mean, they were just everything he said. Because, oh, because they, they were, he was just like, yeah, you know, she cut me. And 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 Wash is just kind of like, like, haha, yeah, it was, you know, that was funny or something. <laughs> that was great. And he goes, and Jane goes, uh, you want to go, boy, or something? And, and Wash is like, you know, only only if the place is candlelit. <laughs> and then, well, even and this like he's Wash is getting him again, and Jane says, "So you're saying she's a witch?" And uh, Wash says, "Yes, Jane, she's a witch. She had, uh, she has had Congress with the beasts." And Jane says, "She's in Congress." Yeah. And Wash goes, "How'd your brain even learn human speech?" I'm just so curious. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, and that's that's actually whenever he said. You want to go, boy? And then, I mean, that back and forth was just great. And I mean, Jane, and and then that's whenever it evolved, or we went over to the, like, hey, you know, what do we do about her? You know, she's she's relatively unpredictable. We don't really understand her. And Jane was, like, bringing up, like, yeah, you know, she stabbed me. And everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, Jane. that was and great. He, and he's just, because they were like, yeah, you know, we, we don't know if if she's dangerous or whatever, and he's just like stabbed. And like, they just keep <laughs> like, they don't pay attention Ignoring to like, him. the fact that he got sliced in across his chest from her. She just came up to him with a knife. Just. Yeah. That, well, that's so as this red. is go, like, as this is going on, um, like everyone's still talking in the ship and the camera sort of comes out of the ship. There is another ship that has now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. During this time, all right. I, I want to get. I want to get to the ship part. All right, that was the part that um, I, I was. I was really getting. So I'm gonna have to steal that from you there. All right. Okay. Uh, but I would like to say, during, while all this commotion's going on, River has the most interesting placement on a catwalk handrail that I've ever seen with her ear pointed up towards the bulkhead the or the overhead above. She's like, and then above a... that is where, you know, everything is going on. But did you guys pay, did you guys see where she was at? Did you guys pay attention to, to her no, placement I, on the I, catwalk rail? I, I didn't think about that, but that makes perfect sense. She, she had like one foot on like, the first bar up, but but I guess for also like to be fair, I always thought throughout the entire show that she knew everybody's thoughts, <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be a really awkward, you know, like whenever well, you know, Jane's I mean, probably like, "Oh, you look pretty good in his mind." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she has to hear that all the time. Yeah, I I don't think there's any question that River's been like reading people's minds for a long time. But yeah, Jane likes me. He always talks about me in his head. I like my new hat. Wouldn't that be funny though if River was like? Because River normally is mumbling stuff like, you know, 
doesn't want us to find out what he did, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and like, That's what true. if he was just like, Isn't I've re- seen what you do in your bunk. <laughs> like, oh God, I know why you go back to your bunk. Isn't River only like 16 though? Oh geez, I don't know. Uh, she doesn't look it, and I don't want to think that. <laughs> I didn't yeah, pretend I did, she's I, like twenty-three. Yeah, okay, yeah. Tw- twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so then uh, we we see a <laughs> we see a ship that uh, approaches mm-hmm. the Firefly, and and it's and the the Firefly crew is unaware of of any of this happening, and. Then it shows a little hatch open on the bottom of this ship, and Django Fett uh, <laughs> climbs out of it and closes Jubal. the hatch. Jubal early. <laughs> so, and this is one of the scariest parts of this thing is him. So he has he has kind of his his speed matched with the ship, and he kind of pushes himself off of his ship. Towards the firefly, firefly low with like no, it doesn't appear that he has any kind of propulsion system on him, or like he wasn't strapped in either. He's and you know, I was just, I mean, that was like giving me a little bit of anxiety when I saw that. And <laughs> I assumed maybe he had like maybe some type of magnetic boots on. We'll find out later why they there probably wasn't any magnetic boots. Um, cause he kind of just like lands and sticks it, you know? And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, okay. You but know, like I could see that being a thing or even just, a, you know, using suction cups. I mean, maybe, you know, if anything... crazy, crazy cloaking devices and then like masterful piloting, I bet he could, I bet he could pull it off. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, Django Fett boards <laughs> the ship. I think it was actually, um, uh, Dobo Fett, uh, which is the grandson of <laughs> Boba Fett. Do, Dobo Fett. Do, Dobo Fett. Yeah, he's really dangerous. Be careful. <laughs> he's really dangerous. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, um, oh, everyone, everyone sort of starts to go to bed uh, on the ship, and... Um, <laughs> Uh, the man named Jubal, not Dobo. <laughs> uh, the man named Jubal makes his way Jubal. onto Serenity. Uh, actually, so Malcolm had gone down into his. Uh, I, I love how the I love how the crew quarters are kind of set up. Um, like they have, like where the bridge is, they have a walkway that goes straight back to the engine room, and then like off to the sides of this catwalk. Uh, they have swinging doors that open that become stairwells that they climb, or not stairwells, but like ladders that they climb down into their rooms, which I I always thought was kind of cool. Um, which leads to one of the problems with this episode when people get slammed into them. Locked into their spot. <laughs> right, and locked into it. <laughs> Apparently it's very easy to lock people in their, in their freaking bedrooms. And this, this, is, um, yeah. this is a great episode. Um, I don't know if you want to uh, break the news about the uh, the comms, but uh, it's so well. Cool. So what I do want to talk about, like, is so Jubal Early is a interesting character. Let's put it that way. And mm-hmm. so 
Malcolm has gone to bed, so he's down inside his quarters. Wash and Zoe are down in their quarters. Yeah, Shane sleeps through the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, yes, he does. <laughs> he does. It's ridiculous. It's like, what? Um, <laughs> anyway. So, uh, Kaylee is not in her room, though. Kaylee is in the engine room, and she's got sort of a hammock thing, like, slung up in there that she normally hangs out. Um, they're also so, having, they're also having Simon's birthday, right? During, no, that was an earlier episode. Oh, that was a different episode. Okay, never mind. Yeah, that was the episode when they ran out of gas. That's right. That's right. Um. So so Jubal goes through and he locks. So now he's locked Mal, Zoe, and Wash in their room. He creeps upon Kaylee, who is in the engine room, and has the most threatening conversation um like i want to say scumbag threatening conversation that is put in the most professional manner of a hitman slash bounty hunter that you could ever do but also still makes me hate this person he's stuck to the books as far as like scaring the shit out of somebody (laughs) so he basically like you know kaylee's like oh my god who are you where did you come from you're not supposed to be here and um he's like you know uh, he's like, what's your name? Or no, he knows everybody on this ship because yeah, no, he's got he's like, like he's incredibly familiar with every single crew member because like, like he's got a file on everybody because he, <laughs> he he calls Kaylee Kaylee immediately. Yeah, he meticulously works his way through the ship. Uh, I'm surprised he failed, but uh, yeah, he he definitely he knew it. He's he knew everybody on board before he. Well, so he he tells Kaylee because she's in the engine room and he's like. He's like, here, you know, this is a deal. He's like, I'm going to tie you up, and you're going to be quiet. If you don't, I'm going to rape you. Or he actually says to her, he says, Kaylee, have you ever been raped before? Yeah, and that's that's like every time you think Firefly is this kind of like great, happy-go-lucky. I mean, it gets really dark. Oh, it got real dark. I was like, my. when he says that to her, I'm like, holy God what and it's you know like especially the episode with the reavers too like i mean if you stop and think about what happened to these people that's that's horrifying (laughs) well he i mean he says to her he's just like he's like you you know it it basically makes her a promise he's like hey if you do what i say i'm not gonna i'm not gonna harm you at all i've got no reason to right and he's like but you know if you if you make noise if you try to mess with my plan, uh, if you do anything, you know, he's like, I forget exactly what he says, but basically he's like, I'm going to use you um, and then I'm going to kill you. Like, I'm glad that guy dies. Yeah, well, and he, well, he was, pr- <laughs> he was pretty much, it was weird because other than saying, other than asking that question to her, everything else, there wasn't a, it was kind of hard to determine exactly what he was talking about other than it was going to be bad. Like mm-hmm. any type of beating. Like that's like, all he's he just had like, to say. He's like, a body is a body. You know? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. He's like, oh you know, <laughs> like a body is a body. And, you know, basically like, like it's not a, this is not about you, Kaylee. But if you, if you cross me, you know. Jesus. Which is, it, you know, I'm just like, God. Some, um, so, Kaylee, are you going to, are you going <laughs> to listen to me? Yes. 
or, or she so, said, and then, oh, remember whenever he told her to, he's like, okay, you know, everyone else, you know, no one's going to come for you. You have no help. Now say it. And she's just like, no one's going to come for me. Oh. Yeah. Just like, oh. Okay. <laughs> like, just understand the situation you're in. Now we're and, he, and then he's definitely playing. Well, and it's funny too because he just he just ties her up and leaves her like twenty feet away from her being able to free, you know, Mal and uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so Mal. maybe we should start talking about like what actually happens in this episode where uh, River is all of a sudden apparently the voice of the ship. Well, before we get that. Oh, there's there's a couple I'm other sorry. quotes though I have to get to. I'm sorry. Like there's a couple other quotes I want to get to because they're just too excited. great. I got excited. <laughs> we got to take this episode slow. Like, what, the, what the hell are we talking about? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, so it's really funny because uh, so Jubal ends up running into uh, Shepherd Book, and oh, yeah. while Shepherd uh, while. Isn't now this is the episode also that didn't book like take his hair out of his ponytail and it was all fluffed up or whatever or was that a different episode? It might have been a different episode. Yeah, but, yeah I don't remember that. Uh, um, he like knocks Shepherd Book out pretty hard. He knocks him out, and so then he ends up going in and he finds Simon, but River's not there. He's there to get River and Simon, um, mostly si- or mostly River. Um, so Simon's basic, he's like, basically, you're going to help me. And Simon's like, why would I do that? And he's like, because I'm going to kill everybody in the ship if you don't, yep. you know? And so Simon Sad. is Sad. sort of helping. He's pretty much like, I'm going to blow your brains out in the wall behind you. Yeah. Or you can take your chance on, I slip up while we're trying to find your. Sister. Oh yeah. That's what he says. Take your chance, you know, take your chance on, I might, you know. Like you said, slip up and the that, guy, which that's great. Insane. The guy's insane, you know? Yeah. Well, and I love it because uh, Simon asks him, he goes, he goes, are you Alliance? And <laughs> Jubal goes, am I a lion? <laughs> Simon says, what? And he goes, oh, it's so crazy. I don't think of myself as a lion. You might as well, though. I have a mighty roar. <laughs> Simon says, I said Alliance. And Early goes, oh, I thought. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He seemed like he took a lot of time. Like, say so. He's yeah, a time traveler. Like that is. So then, so then Simon goes. So you're a bounty hunter. And Early says, "No, that ain't it at all." Simon says, "Then what are you?" Early goes, "I'm a bounty hunter." Yeah, <laughs> like I, it's I such that, a I, mind fuck. I wrote that question you know because I was like, "What the hell is that all about?" Like. Well, and then Simon's like, "Oh, I'm the doctor, so you know, let me tend, let me tend to the uh, to Shepherd Book here." And uh, Early goes, "That's no Shepherd," <laughs> like, which is another one of these like, "What, what, what? Come on, tell us more about Shepherd Book." That ain't Damn a, it! Yeah, that ain't a Shepherd. Yeah, that's a crazy. So, one. I have one more quote here because it's also it's just funny to me. And then, uh, and then you could take it, Shay. Oh. Uh, so, uh, Jubal says to Simon because they're now they're in the infirmary and they're looking for uh, for River. And Simon said, "My sister's uh, um, says something about." Or no, no, no. 
Uh, Jubal says to Simon, he goes, you ought to be shot or stabbed, lose a leg to be a surgeon. He's like, you know, know the kind of pain you're dealing with. They make psychiatrists uh, get psychoanalyzed before they get certified, but they don't make surgeons get caught on. <laughs> that seem right to you? <laughs> yeah. So like, interesting enough, because uh, Shay, there's just a couple more things before, because I'm, you know, we, we want to <laughs> hand the the best part to you. No, uh, no, take it away. A few, few, few more, few more quotes here. Um, but so remember whenever, so he he went through Inara's room and then locked her up too, and as he's leaving her room, he goes, "Man is stronger by far than woman, yet only woman can create a child." Does that seem right to you? And then he just, <laughs> and then the door closes. Like he, and these are, these questions are asked like in an almost like he, he's, he's, he's honestly asking it as a question. Confusion. But he's asking the person who he's like either just tied up or anybody, but he's not, but he's almost like asking it to the universe. Like, yeah. Like he's not, like, he's not asking it in some like arrogant way. He's, he's actually like, quoting you know, it here's something like I've been thinking about. Does this seem right to you? And then he leaves. And it's the it's the most interesting thing. And then uh, I have another one yes. where he goes, you know, with the exception of one deadly and unpredictable midget, this girl is the smallest cargo I've ever had to transport, yet by far the most <laughs> troublesome. Does that seem right to you? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That, oh, that was and that man. was whenever that was whenever Simon and him they had made it, so this was after Anara and they have made it to the um to the bridge yes to the bridge where like we they've been are all over now. the ship and cannot find River yeah now and even Simon is of course like I I don't I know where do she is where she is and uh, there was also a part between there where um. The where Jubal had walked up to to the edge of uh, of a catwalk without a rail, and he points his gun at Simon without looking at him and goes, and he's just like, you know, this isn't the time, you know, like he he's like yeah because like, he just I, I he had already said here. to Simon, and, yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. Your time. <laughs> and, and and here we have. The whole situation where up until this point, we've thought River's like a psychotic person uh, without any direction. And as the episode unfolds in the end, you realize that like her and Mal masterminded some plan. Or Well, it's like mostly her, actually, 100 percent her. Uh, where she's talking, she hacked into the um, the comms in the Serenity and was like pretending like she was in the computer, like she transcended into the computer, but she was actually in Jubal's ship transmitting. And then she like tricked him into coming outside and then just like bumped him off. Oh, it's so well, good. he, she didn't bump him off. Mal did. Or Mal it, did. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the way Mal got out was because river at first, like was still on serenity. Yeah. Uh, and she, she released, Kaylee, yeah, basically was like Kaylee. Do you trust me? You know, and and you know, I, Kaylee's I, like, yeah. Yes. I I think my favorite part about it is that like Mal was going so blind into the whole plan, but River had this like really cool 
thing planned out and he just like blindly followed it and it worked out perfectly. Yeah. So uh, I have a couple of, of quotes here that happened. So there was a really good exchange. I really recommend this episode if you're ever going to watch one episode because it's just very interesting. And I thought that the dialogue was really fun. Mm -hmm. um, and so here's just a small exchange between here. So, um, so this is right before she starts to river starts talking. And so Jubal is getting, he's like, all right, you know, like what's going on here. And he goes, all right, that's all the hide and seek. I got time for, I know you're on the ship, little girl. So here's how this goes. You show yourself, we finish this exchange or your brother's brains will be flying every which way. You understand I'm sort of on the clock here. It's frustrating. And he's, and he's saying it kind of like how I'm describing, like he's saying this in just a calm manner. Like, He's also cucked. I'm getting very irritated by He's this. He's completely cucked at that point. Like, he can't just blow the dude's brains out because he needs the sister. He's, he's like, yeah. wax. He's waxing poetic, dude. He has nothing. <laughs> and, and there was, an, there was, did we explain that the bounty hunter was there to steal River to, I don't for think the purpose did, of, but. yeah. So, just so you know, like, he's trying to steal River specifically because she has a huge bounty on her head. Yep. because the alliance has been looking for um so then river goes then river finally speaks up over the ship's intercom you're wrong early <laughs> and he goes i'm not wrong dumpling i will shoot your brother dead if you don't wrong about river river's not on the ship they didn't yes. want her here but she yes. couldn't make herself to leave so she <laughs> melted melted away they didn't know she could do that but she did and Jubal's like, I'm not sure I take your meaning there. He's like so, he's so nervous, though. He's so nervous <laughs> the entire episode. I'm not on the ship. I'm in the ship. I am the ship. And then Simon goes, River? Like, he's like, like, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, like what's going on? Like, even he, this is like a whole new level of like, even, out even for Simon's him. like, she's gone it, completely uh, bockers. And River responds, River's gone. And Jubal goes, then who exactly are we talking to? And she responds, you're talking to Serenity. And early, like, as Serenity a is very unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> as, as a watcher of like watching the show, I was like, oh shit, she turned into the ship. You know, I was totally sold on it. So like, yeah, I gotta say, I like, I, I knew that there had to be something, but she was playing it hard. It was so good. Um, and <laughs> like this episode got a little Star Trekky for me because I'm like, I'm pretty sure they've like downloaded people's consciousnesses into ships oh, in yeah, Captain like Star Spock. Trek and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, Captain I, I'm just like, uh, what? <laughs> but of course, it's so much better the actual outcome uh, because. He actually, uh, Jubal actually says, like, at, you know, because he's getting drove nuts. And then all of a sudden he goes, you are in my Goram mine. You're in my Goram ship. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He, and I, I also love the fact that the entire crew, because Kaylee only releases uh, Mal. And everybody, everybody else is still, like, like, Zoe and Wash are still stuck in their room and stuff. And, like, everybody can hear yeah. the the back and forth over the, over the speakers. Oh, okay. <laughs> Two things. Um, 
so there was a couple things that happened. So just a couple more lines after that, I, I forgot about, but early response to her saying she's the ship. He goes, you folks are all insane. And, and Sam Simon goes, well, my sister's a ship. We had a complicated childhood. So <laughs> what, what was great also is that dur- during like how everyone else was locked up, um, there was some commotion going on as, uh, as Simon and Simon Jubal began yeah, fighting. Yeah. And, and it pans, it, it kind of goes to, um, it pans to uh, Jane's qu- quarters. He's like asleep. <laughs> and he's asleep. And it <laughs> seems like he's waking up. No, he's, he's like, he's disturbed by loud noises. And, he, he throws he throws the blanket off of his wall right next to him that he lays near, and it just shows like a whole bunch of guns. And you're like, "Oh shoot!" Like he's he's coming right, and it pans back no. to him, and all he did was turn over and cover with that blanket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so good. Oh, that's so funny. I forgot about that. Why do you? Think, oh, why man. do you guys think they did that? Like. That, that was one of the things that I t- that, that I'm talking about. Like you, they make they were they're really good at making you think like something's gonna happen, and then just they just kill it. It's such a weird decision as like a director to be like, all right, you could act in this scene, but instead we're just gonna have you sleeping. Yeah, like, and it's well, I, I think what it is, comedic, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, perfectly. Well, and it's all it's also perfect because it gives you know, like you end that episode with like. Mal basically being like, "Oh, River, you know, you're like part of our crew, and we love you and I stuff." Am terrified like, because of you. <laughs> because River legitimately like that was her whole plan, she, and she's one of the homies for sure. Yeah, well, even like at the end, uh, when after now you know Early's floating uh, gets thrown off the <laughs> ship, and that was the thing, like you said, Zach, he didn't have any sort of propulsion or anything because like he literally used like his momentum from jumping from his ship yeah. to get onto yeah. and didn't have any grav boots or something he to like barely. lock him onto the ship. Yeah. So I was just like, he just straight up free, free handed everything. He just, yeah, I'm going to bench. You know, and Mal just gives him like a little love tap and pushes him off of fire or off of serenity. And now he's like going to be floating I have, or floating. I, no, I have to say, man, he's yeah. Oh, well, we're going to see him again, but, uh, you know, at this point, I'd say he's such a prolific bounty hunter that he's probably has like a button he can press and a ship will come pick him up. Um, <laughs> like they have a slave circuit, kind of like the. Oh uh, yeah, I mean he's Star Wars universe. Yeah, like he's after River, which means he's probably one of the best. You know. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we don't see him die in the episode. I mean, he just. He, you see him floating around in space, and he just says, "Like, well, it's here I am." Yeah, that's that's it. I'm like, well, here I am, and then it was. Over. I, I, it's been so long since I've seen the movie Serenity. I don't remember, uh, but we will find out next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the last little bit here that I I wanted to say was, or the quote here was, mm. uh, so the whole thing though was basically. River was trying to get, was going to try to get Mal, or excuse me, uh, Jubal to 
try to come out the airlock to come get her. Yeah. Um, right? And then Mal, of course, is is there. Simon almost completely screws it up because Simon decides to take the opportunity, you know, because he's like, okay, he tries, this is the opportunity. Yeah, he tries to attack him. He tries to attack Jubal. And so... Bad move, brother. Yeah, bad move for <laughs> for Simon. He gets, so River, River says to Mal, like she comes back onto the ship after everything's said and done, and she says, permission to come aboard? And Mal goes... You know, you ain't quite right. And uh, River says, that's the popular theory. And Mal says, go on, get in there. Give your brother a thrashing for ruining your plan. Yeah. <laughs> and then River says, uh, like, I missed this. Yeah. <laughs> River says, ah, he takes so much looking after. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you guys uh, go over what Jubal responded to? Simon after he shot him in the leg. No. He goes, There, now you know how it feels. Yeah, oh that's such a- <laughs> he asked him, he's like, You ever been shot before? And so, Yeah. No. He's like, You need to be and shot like, or stabbed. Jubal Jubal like aims the gun at him like for a fatal shot, but then like adjusts just to shoot him in the leg. Like he's not gonna kill him. He's like, so that's how it feels, man. Yeah, it was <laughs> It was so funny. Yeah, yeah, because I, uh, I, I think it was important to mention during this time, he's like, um, you know, I, I don't need, you know, it's not, it's not on the, it's not on like the dossier or whatever to kill anyone else, right. but it also doesn't say I, I can't. <laughs> yeah, but he's also like a, a was like, oh. crazy psychopathic sociopath, so he's like going to hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> He's but. like, you know, if I have to, I mean, then I'm going to do that. But at this point, I do not have to. Does yeah, that make def- sense to you? I'm, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely. Does that seem right to you? I'm definitely yeah. kind of fascinated with like assassin characters like that. I like, uh, I like them in a story. They they show up a lot in Star Wars games. There's like heartless assassins. <laughs> they, yeah. Well, I just love the fact have, that like, this guy is playing the. Stories. Like, I love the fact that this guy is playing the Heartless Assassin, but at the same time, like, he definitely has a a code that he follows, even though he is a psychopath. Like, yeah, but I but it's weird because when he when he says a when he says he's going to hurt you, I I would believe him. But then at the same time, if he says Jubal early, (laughs) I'm not going to hurt you if you do what I say. Like, he's very believable on that point also. Sure. You know, so, but yeah, that's, uh, that's objects in space and gentlemen, that is Firefly, the one and only season. We did it guys. We did the whole thing. We did it somehow. So overall thoughts, uh, as far as the show, uh, is concerned, uh, uh, Shay, I'll, I'll give you the floor, uh, for just a couple minutes here to yeah. just give your overall thoughts on the entire show. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that it's uh, definitely a good study in uh, inter-spaceship relationships. Uh, when you're when you're stuck with people on spaceships, yeah, you have to. Um, you can edit this out. <laughs> um, no, I, I I think it's. Um, I think it's pretty heavy in a kind of like be be a good person 
sense, but you know, like everybody in the show is kind of a scumbag. <laughs> so you get the you get this almost like the diamonds in the rough. Yeah, you know, it's it's like even in a hard world, try and do the right thing. You know, maybe if you have to steal some stuff, you have to kill some people. No big deal. You know, as long as you're uh, as long as you're going for the greater good. Return <laughs> the medicine to the people. I think that's uh, it's an interesting, interesting thought, but I, I, I would agree with that statement. I wish I, uh, I wish I had something prepared for this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not like we don't like to be prepared on this show. <laughs> uh, Zach, what do you, what do you have? What are your overall thoughts? Uh, so overall, I actually really enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed a lot of aspects of the show. Um, and I didn't even, it took me a bit to kind of realize the humor in it. Like there would be things that happen and I just like, don't even think about it. Um, and then later, like, as I was watching more and more, I really started to see, like, they had some really good humor built into these shows. Um, and However, I feel I need to also throw out some negatives because it definitely wasn't all good. Yep. And um, you did say this, by the way. Uh, um, Shay, you said for, uh, <laughs> what was it? Heart of Gold. Okay. Yeah. Um, that you're like, I hate this episode. And maybe you said it in jest, but I agreed with you. Yep. Um, I like honestly, and 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 really those those last few those last few episodes, trash was fun. Message was I don't know, like that one was just strange. Like it was, you know, there was like, oh, it's this dead body, and then, um. Uh, and like, I don't know, like I, I, I liked like some of the quotes in it, but just kind of like the whole relevance of that, like, oh, he's not actually dead. And then you shoot him twice and oh, well, now he is dead. So now <laughs> you're still doing pretty much what you were going to do in the beginning of the episode. You just actually killed him this time. Right. Um, you know, I, I know maybe I look at that a little bit abrasively, but it was just, you know, it was like, okay. But Heart of Gold, yeah. Look, may- maybe there might be some people that really enjoy the dynamic between Inara and Mal, but some that is something that if they never did an episode about it and never expanded on it any further than casual like grievances they have with one another, I would have been completely fine. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, it was like. Uh... Uh, ripping the scab off a wound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the the whole thing was strange. Like they were, uh, they were like, "Oh, we got to go protect this brothel uh, on another planet," and it was. I was just really disinterested in the in the topic of it. Like, yes. oh, you have to save Start an evil mayor stuff. or sa- save him from an evil mayor that's running this brothel or whatever. Like the whole thing was just, 
weird and then inara was crying because he had that sex was... with another woman and it's like you're yeah. a companion oh, you literally no. your job is literally to have sex with other people like relax like I, yeah i like that whole thing was just weird like it's i just uh it just wasn't interesting to me in that regard so i just had to get that out there and i hope it wasn't the reason why they they quit firefly because it was the last episode <laughs> <Eric>. <laughs> I, I will say to that episode itself uh the thing that the thing i don't like about that episode is it's legitimately the last time in the show that they show any sort of relation between like they because the show doesn't continue and there's only one episode after that like that whole relationship between Inara and Mal ends on a cliffhanger. Oh, you have no idea where it's going. And, uh, so I will say that's a, that's the thing I don't like is how that ended. But, you know, more than likely, because I'm, I think I read somewhere that they had like seven seasons already written out for the show. Oh, yeah. They had like 12 seasons written, I think, which is just like, it's oh, I hate that I know that. Heart, yeah, I know. I can't. Yeah, jeez, that's crazy. I can't, I can't stomach it. Yeah, and it's like okay, so they would have obviously done more, but what we get to see ends on such a like I said, it's a it's a cliffhanger that I guess they fall off of because we don't we don't see what happens. Well, hopefully, and, the, hopefully, executive producers at whatever uh, company was airing this uh, are very sad right now and for yeah <laughs> I, wish I will say my my in the nicest of ways <laughs> <laughs> i will say that my overall thoughts on firefly as a show uh i love mm -hmm. which at first i didn't uh I'll, I'll be honest i was it was weird to me because i was like what is this cowboy western yeah, nathan, with nathan, a spaceship nathan fillion's annoying you know and um, I mean, I like Nathan Fillion. Actually, it's funny because my first show I'd ever watched Nathan Fillion in was uh, Castle, actually. And I really liked him in that. And so, uh, but it was, like I said, at first, it was this weird, what is this space sci-fi cowboy show where they're speaking random bits of Chinese? And... Goram. You know, there's so much of that in the first episode, but it's like once you once you understand, hey, this is going to be a little bit of a weird ride, and just kind of lose yourself in the actual story. Oh, yeah. it's it's fun. Yeah, and uh, sometimes you just gotta like get out of your own way to enjoy something that is actually beautiful. Absolutely, well said. And that's my thoughts on Firefly. Well said, man. <laughs> I, I, well, thank you very much. I hope you edit everything I said out because I wasn't expecting it, and I. Probably, <laughs> I probably yeah, same here, please. No, uh, it's okay. Good. Yours was good. <laughs> See, I knew even I was going to ask did, the question, like, so I had time. Even though we did break down a few episodes in your closing statement. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's the end of uh, that's the end of Firefly. So this will actually mark the completion of the first TV show that ROTM Radio is breaking down. The next TV show that we are doing is Star Wars Rebels. 
Uh, and that'll be, I can't wait to come. Thank you so much. I love being on the show. Uh, yes, sir. Anyway, so, uh, I've, well, I've had a blast having you on and, uh, and I know the listeners have enjoyed it as well. Uh, I really wish, uh, Dustin would have been joining us for these as well. Uh, I am going to force Dustin to join us next week when we do, uh, the movie Serenity. Um, Speaking of Serenity, though, I did want to make an announcement. So next uh, Saturday, I think, uh, uh, are you guys going to be available for that Saturday? We'll we'll probably do it Saturday night. Yeah, um, yeah I'm available around ten ten or eleven Eastern, uh, four in the morning Eastern. <laughs> about ten ten to eleven p.m. Eastern Eastern time, and um, uh, which would be. Seven to eight, or seven or eight uh, uh, Pacific time. So you know, do the math if you live between those two time zones. Um, we are gonna host a watch party. I'm gonna try to make sure I can do it uh, for the movie Serenity. Uh, so come hang out with us and chat it up as we watch Serenity together, because that'll be super fun. And uh, yeah, we're gonna force Dustin to. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have his wife. Uh, tape his eyes open and force him to watch the the movie Perfect. and then we're going to make fun of him when he's all confused on what's happening at the beginning and uh it's going to be great so uh do you guys have any shout outs before we uh before we wrap everything up uh yeah i'd like to thank my uh, uh perfect mom uh my mom is the best uh, i love you mommy uh thank you for being my mom yeah great awesome zach what about you yeah, you know, I'd like to thank, um, you know, Nathan Fillion mm-hmm. and uh, awesome Adam Baldwin. I, awesome. You know, it was it was fun while it lasted. Um, I am a bit heartbroken for everything not working out, but it was pretty awesome. And also, I love my family. Excellent. Uh, I would also like to shout out Nathan Fillion because um, and, and my mom, know, right? And and Shay's mom, of course. Uh, uh, Donna, we yeah. welcome to the family and uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you're you're awesome, and uh, we we hope to see you in the watch party. So that way, you know what your son's talking about next week. <laughs> <Love you>. um, <laughs> so, uh, also want to. Uh, uh, this is not really a shout out more of a recommendation um, so as people will know I listen to quite a few podcasts I am a podcast consumer I, quote. yeah <laughs> I am like not only do I have 95 audiobooks uh, in my audible uh, in my audible account uh, remember uh, audibletrial.com slash ROTM Radio. Go check them out. The 190 <laughs> titles that I have in my Audible account. Audible.com. <laughs> You'll love it. So, <laughs> uh, but a recommendation that I have, uh, I've come, uh, come across a, it's new for me, uh, podcast. Uh, it's called Tales of Valor. Um, it's uh, The shows are about an hour long, and uh, I've gotten through last two nights at uh, work I've gone through probably eight episodes and they strictly just tell uh, tales of valor uh, a couple guys who are uh, who are veterans uh, tend to bring a little bit of humor 
uh, to to their telling of the tales of valor, and uh, they tell stories about Medal of Honor recipients and uh, also different people throughout history who have done heroic things um, when they've come under fire. Um, so if you if you like history or if you're interested in the military or um, that kind of thing, it's definitely worth a read or excuse me, definitely worth a listen. Uh, so I'm pretty sure you can probably find them anywhere. So Tales of Valor, that's what I've been listening to lately. So uh, go check it out. Are they are they paying you for this? I'm just kidding. They are not. <laughs> no, I just I you know when I like something, I just like telling people about it. And if they do want to pay me, you know, um, cool. You know. <laughs> um, but other than that. Uh, Thank you so much, listeners, uh, once again, as always, for listening. We appreciate you all. Uh, do us a favor, though. If you are listening and you're listening via Apple Podcasts or iTunes, uh, leave, us a, leave us a review and a rating. That helps us out. Uh, getting on the, on the, you know, moves us up in the lists of people um, or of podcasts in the entertainment uh, section. Uh, so we would appreciate that. And, uh, and also, you know, you can find us on the Facebook page, on Twitter, all that good stuff. Come interact with us and hang out in our discord and chat it up. And other than that, uh, thank you very much for listening. Everybody may your best yesterdays be your worst tomorrows. And remember, don't, don't shake the mic. Oh yeah. I was waiting for that. I was like, oh, here it comes. (laughs) I love the don't shake the mic.